the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's over. We're here at the uh, the Capitol, and most of the elected officials are making their way home now. So when does the fat lady sing? Yeah, she sang for the House at about, <laughs> uh, what was it, about 1240? Was that about the like, time we saw like about that? that? Yeah, they finished up. What time did you finish up today, Senator? Probably about around noon, I think. I yeah, that's good. You guys got your business done, and now you can start planning for two years from now. Are you already planning? Already planning. <laughs> I knew he was. I <laughs> understood that. Let's turn his mic up a little uh, bit here. Which one is he? I think that's him right there. Okay. All right. We should be able to hear you real well. Uh, your thoughts about the session? Good points, bad points? Well, I had a good session, and I didn't have much time to look up to see what was going on outside what I was doing. The uh, well, good points. Uh, it was great for child welfare. Uh, I uh, didn't count till last night, but passed, uh, including today, 15 child welfare bills, uh, plus did some uh, child welfare reform bills, uh, plus uh, did some other things on child welfare that wasn't in bills, or at least not standalone bills, mm-hmm. uh, plus some other legislators did some things on child welfare. Uh, overall, uh, I think, you know, everybody had a different session. But overall, from where I stood, it was, um, uh, I think attitudes were better. The, I think we recovered somewhat from the baptism of fire that, that we went through in 2013 over, the, over Medicaid. Private right. option stuff. Yeah. Private option. That uh, was pretty nasty. It was. I'm glad we went through it. I'm glad I went through it. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of the scars have healed, you know, yeah. and uh, some trust has returned. Uh, and... So, uh, I think that's a good thing. The I, I think the uh, teacher raises. I think we're a, a minimum uh, uh, teacher pay, which also raises the whole scale. I thought was a good thing. I've been working on that since I've been here. I think your favorite wife brought, brought you lunch. Great, yeah. uh, and uh, so I, I was glad to see that happen. I think that they're taking got some things to uh, take care of highways that needed to be done. Um, then uh, you know it all. A lot of it will depend on how, you know how you look at it. But uh, but overall, uh, I think for the Second Amendment, it was so-so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. But we've um, you know we had done some very strong things for the Second Amendment in the past, and I think I think we'll pick up in the next next session if I if I gauge the, the temperature under, temperature and undercurrents right. I think things that didn't happen this time will almost definitely happen next time. When do you think school choice is really going to catch fire? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what well, you know, there's no guarantee that it ever will. Okay, but I think next session. Uh, I you know I had a conversation over the weekend. You know I had my bills passed or or on the way to passing. Uh, time to look up for a change and to see what had happened. And, you know, school choice is very important to me. I've been one of the leaders on school choice since I got here, at, uh, but not this session. And 
the I, I think there has to be a plan now. I think they, they need to get the bill together in the next few months. I think that uh, it needs to be an issue in the primaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think first it needs to be a good bill. Uh, they need to uh, get it to the governor's office and get the governor on board. Uh, it needs to be an issue in the primaries. Uh, the I think the how new um, the house changing their rules to where they're going to pick their uh, committees by seniority. I think that's huge for a lot of things, but especially education, especially school choice. That committee was. Uh, was picked in such a way, stacked, if you will. Well, two years ago, it was all Democrats, basically. But that being said, also, and again, th- I don't think there's anybody here I don't like. Uh, I have enjoyed working with uh, lots and lots of people here. But there were uh, there were a lot of clear choices in the primaries uh, on school choice. There were people that were clearly school choice, people who were clearly not school choice on the Republican side. And, and a lot of the school choice money went to the non-school choice people hmm. and then they came back to people like me or in Blake Johnson and said well you've got to be on education or you got to do this well you can't you can't elect the people against school choice and then ask us why we didn't pass school, school choice. choice right uh, so that's, not, that's not that you were against it that just wasn't one of your priorities this session no right. he was he's all about right. it right and it's, I'm all, and it's, all about it but I you know I had the chance to chair judiciary uh uh Senator Blake Johnson had the uh, chance to chair transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, chairmanships are extremely important. I mean, there's if, if you're going to get right. things done, there's a lot of power there. Well, you, you get to set the agenda. And and you, I, I kind of like the fact that it wasn't an attorney being chair of judiciary. Yeah. I think we need some real human beings there that aren't that haven't had the lobotomy that happens when you go through law school. And so I miss the education committee, uh, and I will still be closely tied to education. I still chair the education caucus. I'm still on the Southern Regional Education Board Legislative Advisory Panel. I will be going there in June to meet. Uh, but uh, I am—I made the right decision decision on chairing judiciary. But uh, but I will—I think I will have some time to work on school choice, not only in the interim, but in the next session. And. Uh, uh, I'll be ready to put uh, my uh, efforts that I put in child welfare. We'll still have some child welfare issues, but we got a lot done this time. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you when we go to break here. Let me just ask this question. Do you feel a lot more positive now about what's going on with child welfare here in, in the state? Or are you going to say, yeah, we passed what was necessary, and now we'll sit back and see if it gets implemented? No, we. Uh, there's still a lot to do, but 15 bills just by me. We uh, we did some really important, really important things, and I got to tell you that uh, Misha Martin, the head of DCFS, are people who think she should be there. There's people always. You're always going to have your critics. I I think she's a godsend. Uh, we and I will get her in trouble with some of the groups in saying that we think a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, when it comes to relative placement and uh, that we investigate too much, etc. Because there's people on the other side that in, in that culture that that think you can never investigate enough, and well, uh, so nice. and uh, I, I think the governor did an awesome job when he put her in that post, and so anything that has to do with them will be implemented, and uh, you know getting it down to all 1,300 people and organization is still a challenge, but I, th- I think they're making great headway there. And, uh, and a lot of these things, 
I think our next challenge, and they're going to be resistant, our next challenge is the judiciary, and we're going to hear separation of powers, et cetera. But wherever the problem is, uh, we're going to go after the problem because we have to have justice uh, for our children and for our families. I think, I think that's a big point that you're making there with judiciary because the fact is this argument of se- that they, say, they stream separation of powers, you know, they don't really have separation of powers. They are under the legislative branch. You are responsible as legislators to hold judges accountable. You have impeachment powers. You are the last word. Senator, or even when I'm not their state senator, and want me to uh, try overturn to overturn their yeah right. to overturn you, you it basically. That kind of power. And I tell them, you, that's not how this system works. I'm a right. state senator. I can look into it. I can look into if, if the system's working the correct way, but I cannot interfere in the right. judiciary you're not, you're system. You're not part of the appeals process. Th- that's where the you, separation of powers yeah, comes you, in. You can vote to impeach judges if they do wrong, but you can't overturn their rulings. No, and I and I should not be involved in in that part of the process. But we can look at is it working right or is it working wrong, and uh, and are they following the law? Because sometimes yeah. judges straight up break the law. And should the rules be changed, even if that requires a constitutional amendment? Yeah. Because if they come back and say, well, Amendment eighty says that you can't do that, well, maybe then maybe we have to have a constitutional amendment that says we can do it. Yeah. Uh, or maybe if we put enough pressure, they do it on their own. All right. We got one more segment with the uh, the senator, so we'll come back and take some time to talk with him about uh, some more things that have happened during the session. Is the speaker up next? Yes. Okay. Yep, the speaker is going to come Shepherd. on come and on tell us his uh, thoughts of the session uh, here in the next half hour. Don't forget that you can learn the little-known strategies that could help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes with a free tax reduction analysis. That's from David Lucas at David Lucas Financial. You hear him every Saturday at 10 and 3 right here at 1011. FM, the answer. The free analysis reveals the little-known strategies, loopholes, that can help you save thousands of dollars in taxes with your IRA, 401K, Social Security benefits, and more. Now, to get the free analysis, be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. Don't be leaving tens of thousands of dollars on uh, the table in taxes in retirement. 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. All right, I'm being I'm being bad, Senator. I'm, I'm making I'm making waves here during the break, but that's all right. Some people got here late to the party. I mean, they show up today to, to protest, and it's like everybody's gone. Oh, the, <laughs> That's the, just, um, it's too funny. Well, yeah, they immigration got people. Yeah, the immigration people yeah. here, yeah, Raza and all the rest of them yeah, here. I'm afraid they're late to the party, a folks. Bit late. They should have been here. You know, you show up this late to the party, don't expect that there's ago. any alcohol or any kind of food left. It's all gone. Well. You know, you. So you feel pretty good with where you're at, uh, Senator, Senator Alan Clark is our, our guest. Right. He was the head of the Judiciary this year, the Judiciary Committee. I think, you know, it was great because last year you would talk about getting cousined or getting nephewed. Uh, this, <laughs> uh, this year you just got a straight-up hearing. We have, you know, there's so many things that we got done, but I'll talk about a couple uh, SB7, I don't know what act number it is, but legislators are now allowed in child welfare hearings. That's good. Uh, that was huge. And uh, SB287 does a number of things, but uh, we were investigating, we are investigating 65% more uh, children uh, 
per capita than the average state. Good. The, the average state was investigating forty is forty nine out of a thousand. We're investigating eighty two out of a thousand. To put that in perspective, if you have one child twelve years old, you on average should be investigated one time by DCFS. Okay. If you have three children that you raise to 18 years of age, you should be, an, on average, be investigated four and a half times. Over the that course is of that obvi- child's lifetime. Over those children's lifetime, your, your wow. family should be investigated four and a half times. That is obviously too much. Yeah, it's and, way too much. And, and we're not having better success than other states. Right. So uh, the agencies helped us with that. Uh, we've got another tier of questions to head off investigations that shouldn't happen. One of the big things is that uh, is that now... Our uh, state employees, if if they within a few minutes or halfway through the investigation figure out there's nothing to it, mm-hmm. can end it. Good. They couldn't do that before. They had yeah. to. Once you had, start the process, they had, had to go to, all the way well. through it. Uh, also, huge in that bill was if you have, uh, it could be other reasons, but one of the best examples is if you had a tr- something tragic happen, mm-hmm. like a, a child drowned in a swimming pool in your backyard. Right. There's a good chance that a true finding would be made that somebody wasn't paying enough attention, sure. et cetera. Well, up till now and until July, with a true finding, you go on the child maltreatment list. And the child maltreatment list was meant to keep anybody on that list away from children as a danger to children. Well, that person wasn't a danger to children. And if you go on that list, you would lose your career as a nurse. Mm-hmm. You would lose your career That's as a right. law enforcement officer or a teacher or a child care worker. Learn it. And so it's no longer automatic. And so the um, other aspect of that, I think, could have been that sometimes you get parents kind of over a barrel and they'll confess to anything just to get their kids back. And I so, think that can happen too sometimes. Yes. So those are uh, two very important bills uh, that we got done uh, out of the 15. Uh, and uh, there's lots more, but uh, we got a, a educational neglect. We had some schools that were uh, literally sending in, after they took attendance in the morning, Sending in their the kids who miss school as present as educational neglect uh, for DCFS to investigate. Wow! So, so we we set the parameters on that mm. as not being that. Okay. Uh, and uh, that it has to truly be educational neglect. You you were mentioning to me a couple of weeks ago, I think that that we've got a lot of false reports coming in about child abuse and whatever else, and there's basically nobody being prosecuted. Correct for this. Did we get anything fixed for that? We didn't. And, you know, and, w- and one of the members of the uh, Child Welfare Legislative Oversight Committee, non-legislative member, contacted me just when it's too late to do anything and said that was one of their biggest disappointments is that we had not filed a bill or done anything on that. And it'll be a hard thing to do something on mm-hmm. to be, uh, because I like to do things that aren't just m- making news but actually right. do something. Because there's already a law, right? They're just uh, not hold, they're, the prosecutors the, just don't pro- prosecute. Well, that's the first thing. You know, four years ago when we were investigating, three and four years ago, first we were told that the prosecutors weren't prosecuted. Mm-hmm. But when we dug deeper, we found out that no case had ever been turned over to a prosecutor to, to prosecute. Wow. So, uh, so it is definitely we do need to look at that closer because uh, we do uh, definitely have cases that are. Uh, just absolutely atrocious. Uh, well, harassment. Oh yeah. Uh, d- just, just flat out harassment, and uh, people should be punished for trying to use the system sure. 
Uh, I mean, how is that any different than me coming up and beating you with a baseball bat if I call the police and lie to, lie to them and have them come up and beat you with a baseball bat? Well, yeah, arrest as you people or, find out, you can get away with it. So, right. So it's it's actually better, Paul. Right, right because you don't. <laughs> I, uh, right, because I don't get arrested if yes if I call the police on you and, and have them beat you up and yes. lock you in a cage. Were you surprised that your your uh, initiated act was one of them that was chosen to move forward? I wasn't, but I. I but I was thrilled. Uh, Good. We, I knew it was something we had to do. It would, if we hadn't, it would have been one of the, not only the biggest mistake of this legislature, but of any legislature in decades. Because not because we needed to change term limits, but because if we didn't do something, if this last term limit uh, amendment that was on uh, on the ballot that got knocked off by the courts, if it had not been knocked off, it would have passed because people didn't understand the issue. And uh, it would have been it would have devastated state government, and nobody would have ever even known that devastated state government. They would be yelling at their legislators, "Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that?" And it would just be impossible to get done. Uh, if we went back to six years in the House, every time you show up for session, you'd have average two years experience. One third have zero. One third have two. One third have four, and you can't get anything done because you can't. The Senate can't get it done if the House doesn't agree. Uh, a whole lot of what happens here to stop things is whisper campaigns, and whisper campaigns work best with those that don't know anything yet. And and all of us here have been there. That you that first session you you can't yet know well who to trust, who not to trust, and you'd always rather vote no than uh, than pass something that you're not sure of. So uh, that lack of experience, plus it would have put in a ten-year total limit, would have. Uh, devastated the Senate also. You'd have had people only four years in the Senate, which means you'd have served only two years with half the Senate, uh, which would have taken all your power away from the people's branch to represent people. Uh, so this is, a, I think, is a very good government bill. If we had to change it, it's 12 years, which is what California and Oklahoma have. Uh, it, that 12 years gives you long enough. If, again, if you win elections, it gives you long enough to learn what you're doing, learn out what the problems are, and actually work on them uh, without being lifetime. Uh, it uh, it counts the two-year Senate terms. You know that bothered a lot of people uh, that the two-year Senate terms did not count. Uh, they will count. The uh, but we also I knew it would be controversial, but again it was about good government. We uh, changed it from if. In the amendment, if the people pass it, we changed it from lifetime term limits to successive term limits. So after 12 years with a four-year cooling-off period, that legislator could be elected again. Before I did that, I had real questions, and we looked at the states that are doing that, and uh, Maine, Montana, Ohio, Colorado, and Nebraska, out of 617 legislators that serve in those states, 30 were had been term limited before. So that's 5%. That would be equal to 5 in the House, 2 in the Senate. And actually, our law is more strict than all of theirs, but Nebraska. Most of theirs actually were not term limited and came back. That's only in Nebraska. Most of them, because of their laws, can go from the House to the Senate and back to the House and back to the Senate. Uh, so they actually never had a rule cooling off period. Uh, Nebraska does. but uh, So I, I think it's a good bill. All right. We're out of time. Senator, we'll let you get on with your life now. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. Senator Alan Clark, the Speaker of the House, is coming up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 
All right, so the Speaker of the House has joined us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, if you've just got in on the show, the session is uh, basically over. There's still some things that have to happen. They'll come back for one day and and vote and make sure everybody knows that they're done or whatever. But the bottom line is it's it's finished. No more bills are being run and all of the rest of that that has been going on for the last three months. You got to feel happy. You guys got out pretty doggone quick. I am. I'm, I'm very pleased with how the session went. I think that uh, by and large, it was at least from from my perspective on the House end, I think it went relatively smooth. And uh, I feel like we did hard work and, and worked very efficiently for the people of Arkansas. Do you miss not being speaker in some of those other sessions where all that controversy was going on and it was all swirling around and people were yelling at each other? Not really. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of the that's kind of the motivation uh, for me on the front end was to try and avoid those types of things. So I'm more of a I, I'm more of a methodical type of guy. I like I like routine. I like uh, no surprises. Let's do our job and then let's go home. And, and that's kind of what happened. I think so. That's think good. So. That's that's really, really good. Paul. Um. That, that is kind of a, I guess, probably a pretty good description, description of the session. There wasn't too much stuff that was really sexy. It was just kind of kind of a lot of... See, he's been around me too long. More or man. less. Um, there, there were a few bills filed that never got anywhere. I, I think it would have been cool if we could have gotten um, one of the big gun bills to go somewhere, but it didn't happen. Um, and... Uh, I think you're right. We didn't end up having a lot of big stuff. There was some kind of interesting bills. The the reorganization bill was kind of interesting. It was huge. It was a big bill, but I don't know that it, it didn't it didn't revolutionize things. It kind of reorganized. It's going to save a lot of money. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it how how much it saves. I mean, the, when government decides to do something that saves money, it may or may not save money. But yeah. Hopefully, it does. How are you happy with that? Do you think that the the legislature? I mean, you can't speak for the Senate side, but for the House side, the the four T's that the governor was shooting for. I think yet you all met the, what he was looking for. I think so, and and I think that uh, just because we didn't have the drama, I think that there were. I really think there were a lot of big things that happened, but yeah. they just did. They just didn't uh, grab maybe the attention and didn't have quite the drama involved that maybe we've seen in other sessions. I mean, when you think about uh, starting off the session with uh, income tax cut on the top end, mm-hmm. then you come back and we do uh, the highway plan, understanding that the voters will have an opportunity to have a say on that. Uh, teacher pay, another pretty significant big issue. And then we cap it off with transformation. And there's a lot of other things that probably in any other session could have been really kind of the the lead item or would have gained a lot of attention but we took care of of a number of really big things we did it without a whole lot of drama and you know i'm I'm proud of how things worked out and i think on transformation ultimately uh i think there's going to be a lot of savings generated but it's going to be one of those things that uh and you know the governor's office uh, and those secretaries within those departments are going to have to drive that type of savings uh, because uh, just the reorg itself does generate a little bit of savings, $15 million, but I think that those of us that have been involved in that process, we, we uh, certainly are optimistic that the savings in the long run is going to be much more significant 
and not just the savings, but that the services, the quality of interactions between the government and citizens of Arkansas should be much better. Well, as a legislator, you pass this legislation now. It's up to the secretaries and the governor to roll up their sleeves and find the additional savings they say they can find. Right. That's right. And and I think first and foremost, the shared services piece is probably the first place that they look, just in terms of if you're combining these different agencies, boards, and commissions into uh, one department, then you may not need to have multiple people from each department, from each uh, agency, board, or commission doing the same job. Maybe you've got one or two people that do that job. And uh, so I think that I think it's going to be a great opportunity to save some money. And I think, as I said, probably the last time I was on the show, I, I like the fact that for once we were really taking a comprehensive look at how we spend our money and how state government uh, utilizes the resources that we make available. The Republicans have had uh, the majority now. This is the second session where we've had a a decided majority and can really kind of use your will to to shape government in this state. 138 years of, of, uh, of democratic rule. Is this the first session that you believe you guys really have your sea legs, so to speak, and things were really getting done? You know, I, I think that I think that uh, even previous sessions, I think that we've we've uh, as a majority party, we've we've governed in a responsive manner. There probably is a bit of the fact that with the extension of term limits, you're also seeing some legislators that are here that have uh, a little more time under their belt, and I think that that helps to translate a bit into. Um, again kind of a more methodical approach to things that it's that yes we're we are trying to accomplish some big ticket items but we're doing so in a very business-like approach and that uh, you know there's some things that I think we also understand that you're not gonna be able to do everything you want in one session and the people want you to do it all in one session and that's that's the challenge and that's that was one of the challenges from my first term serving in the minority to then being in a narrow majority to now being an overwhelming majority mm-hmm. is that maybe you, you can't necessarily uh, run every piece of legislation that you would have liked to have seen over the per- past 138 years in one session. Is, it there, takes it, time. is there more pressure coming up every time now that you come back, back that you guys got this overriding majority? I, I, you know, honestly, I think the pressure in some ways is a little less. I think that initially the when we took the majority that it was that there probably was more pressure at that time. I think now that we've had a majority for a few years that I think that uh, by and large my take is that voters uh, understand that you know, governing takes time and that you don't necessarily make every change overnight and that there's there's bills that even with the Republican majority may not pass. There are bills that may not get run. But it's kind of picking and choosing your battles and determining, you know, what pieces of legislation you'd like to see move forward. And I think the transformation's a great example. The tax cut on the uh, on the top rate, I mean those are things that are very significant and that's where we put a lot of our effort and energy into. All right. Well, we're going to get uh, ready for the next election. 
a lot sooner than we have in the past. Uh, did you talk to House members before you guys adjourned about that coming up? And it's going to be kind of a totally different house by the time you guys get back again? Really, you know, there were some discussions back when that when the bill that changed the dates was brought up. There was discussions about, okay, filing will be early and when will the election be and how does that fit into kind of the legislative calendar. Uh, but I think, you know, by and large, honestly, I think most of the legislators were just ready to hit the road. They're and get tired out, get and ready to go home, huh? You know, you're just, I mean, really, it's uh, a legislative session is a very unique thing because it, you've, those three months, even with us taking the Fridays to be back in our home districts, it's it's, it's it, almost I mean, like a three lo- three month long summer camp. It is, it, it is, and, and it's uh, it's a grueling process. You know, I always joke that when I go back to El Dorado, and you know, hopefully can go practice a little law next week. Even though I'll be back in my office there and I'll be working, uh, you know, just as hard as I've always worked, it'll seem a little bit like I'm on vacation mm-hmm. just because it's hard to really compare to the to the uh, pace and just the number of issues that you're dealing with mm-hmm. here in the legislature. It's kind, of, kind of mentally exhausting to be around yeah, that's here. That's right. For, right. The, for the listeners, I mean, this is a lot like, I'm going to use a sports analogy. The Super Bowl has been played and it's done. Now, the, you know, you all are going to start preparing from two years from now. Are you not? Undoubtedly, I mean, I think there's there's you're kind of operating on two tracks because you have the interim meetings, which are still very capable of doing some very good work and looking at some important issues. And so right. you got to give time and attention to that. But no question that as as in any as in in, uh, in a political environment, particularly in the House, where you have elections every two years, it's a pretty quick turnaround to start thinking about the next election and so you're kind of there's there's that element of working on two tracks at the same time because if you want if you have some big legislation that you're wanting to get in you have to kind of work on it early because some of the stuff is is big if you want to work on budget issues that's not something you write up in two days you got got to dig into it so if you're going to do that you kind of have to get going on early and one of the kind of crazy things is you don't know if you're going to even be elected um no, you're, you're right. You're right. There, there certainly is uh, the aspect of something that's uh, on large issues. You do have to really put the time and energy in early on. Right. Right. So that, that, that's a that's a big deal. And some some of the other issues you can you can get done pretty quickly because they're simple bills. But some of the big bills, it's, it's I can see it's a lot of work. Right. Now let me jump in and just say my apologies. To the noise in the background, there's a, a speech going on. Well, there's a speech. There's a, they got the uh, a lot of the anti-immigration people here in the rotunda right now, and they're having uh, some kind of a rally right now. So we'll have to put up with this for for a little bit of time. We'll come back. We'll finish up this half hour with the, the speaker of the house. He's going to join us in the, the final part of this half hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show, live third floor. On the House side of the state capitol, this is the last day of the 92nd General Assembly. All right, we are back at the uh, the capitol again. Uh, they're having a rally in the rotunda right now, and uh, it's going to be a little loud. We'll have the speaker move up on the microphone a little bit, yep. and uh, you should be able to hear us, but there's going to be some ambient noise around us. Uh, they're having a, a rally, and I guess it has to do with 
the passing of Senate Bill 411. I think I think which did, just yeah. happened today, dealing with sanctuary cities, right. which uh, got to the House today and uh, was on the agenda and passed. I think with about 72 votes, wasn't it? it was 69. 69. Is what I saw. Right. I think so. An overwhelming majority. Uh, I p- personally think it's a great bill. We'll tell you why about that when we get back into the next half hour because uh, City Councilman uh, uh, Lance Hine will be with us at about 3.06. And uh, some things that came out with him uh, here at the Capitol were the impetus for Senate Bill 411. This is a bill that's been around for about two previous sessions. And it was always said, everybody was saying that it was a bill that was looking for a cause. And I never felt that way because the analogy I've always used is when you go to the doctor and you get a flu shot, you're not getting a flu shot for something that you already have, but something that you might get. And it's the same way with when you look in the United States and the number of sanctuary cities. It's something that I thought we needed to do to try to stop. And we've been talking about it for a long time. And Senator uh, Stubblefield filed this year, uh, picked up by Brant Smith over in the House. He had run a bill last year, that, or two years ago, didn't get anywhere. It, was, uh, it died. So uh, I thought it was a big deal today. Well, it, it was that bill, of course, here at the end of session, uh, it, it garnered a lot of attention, uh, a lot of strong feelings on both sides. When they were running the bill, and some people wanted to just cut all debate off and, and let it run, and I appreciate the fact that you actually went ahead and had a hearing on it and, and didn't just cut off all debate and allowed, allowed people to have some say. We did have a couple motions to for a meeting. All session, I've accepted any motion from the floor, mm-hmm. uh, even, even motions that I didn't particularly care right. for. Right. Um, but I just felt like on this issue, so much attention was on it. I felt like uh, it was better not to take those motions at that time and to allow the debate to take place. Ultimately, I did accept and we did and take it, a motion finally, for immediate consideration. Right. But by the time that motion was made, uh, there were very few in opposition to the immediate consideration. So I, I feel good from the standpoint of. Uh, that the members had an opportunity to express themselves and express their feelings on the bill both for and against. That's probably, what, 20 or 30 minutes of debate or so? I I think it was probably in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 minutes. Uh, I'd kind of glanced at my watch uh, early on and then later just because I wanted to have some degree of uh, uh, perspective in Mm -hmm. case there were further motions. So, uh, you know, I felt like that that most everybody had an opportunity to speak, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, apparently the membership essentially agreed with that because they adopted the motion for immediate consideration, and then we've moved right into the, yeah, the I vote agree. on the floor. It was overwhelming, the support for the immediate consideration. It was, I bet it was probably 80%. To probably the most that I've heard in my time there. Usually with the it, vote it for immediate consideration, you're going to get some more. Uh, you're you're going to have more of a split uh, up. You're going to have more of a split. Uh, but I think that uh, I would like to think that everybody had seen that there was ample opportunity to hear both sides. All right. So question for our listeners, and that is, can you serve another term as speaker? I can. Um, Are you thinking about it? I'm thinking about it. it. I'm thinking about it. You know, what I told the membership uh, as I ran the first time uh, and as I was asked is, look, I'm running for one term, but I'm not going to rule out what whether I might uh, pursue a second term uh, because my focus is on doing the best job I can for the people of Arkansas during this term. And I've had a number of members approach me about 
possibly making another run for speaker. And what I've told them is let's let's let me get towards the end of session to make that determination because I didn't want to I didn't want to be distracted or to uh, insert uh, some additional you know political element with regard to the uh, speaker's race into that. And uh, so I'm thinking about it, been thinking about it, praying about it, talking with my family. And, you know, it'll be nice to have a few days away from the Capitol also to reflect. And, and uh, this morning and went back and read my speech from the first day of session because I wanted to kind of remind myself as we closed out the session that that serving in the House, serving as Speaker, ser- serving in the General Assembly, it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about the individual members. It's about the people of Arkansas. It's about our each of us have about 30,000 constituents back home and that's what's most important to me and i'm very proud of the work that that our membership did and and uh, i think we've moved arkansas in a positive direction so uh, how hot was your emails during the session how many would you say you got there's no telling uh between emails texts and phone calls and that's one of the things that's it's really hard when uh when you become speaker, just the the volume of you already get a lot as a house member, but just the volume of those uh, that come through is it's it's really high. And you know you, you try and respond, you, you try and look to those, particularly in your district. Uh, but how do you tell the difference? Sometimes it's hard. It's, it really sometimes is. Sometimes you know the people. Well, it's, and a lot of times you're getting the same identical email over and over and over again. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. When you get a email that you can tell was actually individually t- sent to you, then right. that's obviously that gets your attention. Um, but I think my voicemail is probably full right now. My text messages are—I try and keep up with those. But um, I guess maybe that'll be one positive as we move out of session. Is <laughs> hopefully I can get you know my voicemail back and can start being responsive to text messages right. and, and all those types of things. But. Uh, you know, it's 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 been a good session, and, and I've been very honored to have the opportunity to, to serve not just as a rep but as Speaker of the House. Well, Mr. Speaker, we thank you very much for Always coming by. You've been you've made yourself available. We appreciate that. And uh, if you do run again and you secure it again, we look forward to you in two years. Well, thank you, thank you. All right, thanks for coming. Time for us to wrap it here on the third floor for an hour. We'll be back after the news. Lance Hine from the uh, Little Rock City Council will be with us. We're going to talk with him about SB 411 and about the city in uh, general when we uh, when we come back. So stick around. A lot more to happen today from the Capitol. All right. So let me say to uh, our advertisers who have made this uh, possible, thank you very much. I uh, I think I can thank everybody. Uh, you know, well for all the listeners as well. Uh, I think that we've done a, a good job for the listeners on keeping everybody up to date on what's happening here, which is really no small feat because a lot goes on during a session. And But uh, after you've been here for a while, and I've been here for a while, 19 years, and uh, what happens is people recognize you and they know, well, if I go over and talk to Dave and give him the information, he'll start talking about it on the radio because I can't shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so we do that. Lance Hine is here. He is a councilman uh, with uh, Little Rock, Little Rock City Council. A city leg- legislator. Yeah, and it's really important. 
impressive that he he's able to to get with us today, especially on this great day. And I think it's a great day because I've been yelling about this for uh, going on four years uh, about how the city of Little Rock, in specific, was uh, seemed to me moving more and more towards sanctuary city programs, and uh, they don't call it that. I mean, I'm trying to think what Stodel used to say about it. He used to have some flowery words. <laughs> Public safety issues. Yeah, I think. Thing, all kinds of different things. Giving IDs to the homeless, I think, was the first thing that we heard. Uh, i tell you the most frustrating part that came out during the hearings for me as a legislator. Is they all said, well, we hadn't been able to have this discussion locally. Well, I, we didn't get to have the discussion on funding the city ID program two years ago because yeah, it was woven into our it, it was woven into our budget. So it was done administratively by our previous mayor and the administration under at the, the city. radar. Under the radar, uh, it was uh, they allocated one hundred eighty thousand for startup of a municipal ID program, and it was billed at first, of course, as well. It's going to be for the homeless and these folks who can't mm-hmm. get an ID. And and I said, well, wait a minute, we're we're if we're and that provided, might be reasonable. Yeah, they they they, they, be, they always yeah, they always pitch it as reasonable. It's always reasonable, and you're the you're the racist or you're the unreasonable person for saying, hey, that's that's probably not right. Because there are actual citizens out there who don't have papers, right? And, and you know, but the funny thing in the state of Arkansas, and to me, this is this is if you really want to talk about uh, municipalities getting out of their lane, uh, the state of Arkansas won't let us give parolees to Pulaski County an ankle bracelet, which is what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so why are we able to issue IDs when that's really the state's purview? And if you're in this country legally mm-hmm. as a foreign national, you've got your passport, you can go down to any state revenue office and get an ID. That's right. You can even get a driver's license if you're here legally. Mm-hmm. And the, the, for the fact that, and if you're if you're not if you are a citizen, to get an ID because we got my daughter one before she turned uh, 16 because she was traveling and we was using a credit card, but all you have to take is your birth certificate to get a state issued ID. It, it, it's very minimal what you got to have to get an ID, and it's five bucks. We charge ten at the city, but it's five bucks. Uh, I think the the biggest thing though is is we weren't even able to have the discussion and have a debate about it. It was just woven into the budget. And when you're dealing with a budget the size of Little Rock, you know, how, do, do do you hold the whole budget process over one? The only the only reason that I didn't dig my heels in too deeply is during the discussions with our city attorney, that list is FOIable. Of it, who's it, getting the uh, IDs? Yes, oh, that wow. list is not protected. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, it's I'm, not protected. Let me just warn you right now. I'm going okay. to. No, I, I mean I've been I I've been preaching every, it. <laughs> I want every name, and I want to cross-reference them against the, the voter rolls. That's right. exactly so, so right. Do, what is the actual method for determining who these people are? Do they well, just give IDs? So, so, so if I walk into the office, can I get an ID? I, if you'll go to the city's website, there's a list, but I, they've got to, they've got to come in with uh, uh, either a telephone bill or uh, bill if they've got ID show that from, you reside if they've got id i think from their country of origin they can use that but mm-hmm. uh the only things that it does do that are positive one it's foiable one we get a photograph of them we get a fingerprint from them oh really and we try to verify that that they're, they're, we ask them to bring in information that verifies the address that they live in within the city okay. so their main their name may not be correct mm-hmm. but we do have a photo and a fingerprint so there are some things that are that are the reason the Little Rock Police Department supported it is it helps them. Even maybe if you don't have their right name, you got a picture and a 
a, a fingerprint and a last known address, that, that's something to go with if we have a, uh, something involved in a crime. And, and it was always pitched as, a well, this is public safety. If these people will cooperate. But the other underlying issue was so that they could go get a bank account. Now, the funny thing about a, a municipal-issued ID, most federally insured FDIC banks cannot accept that as a primary form of ID. There are some community banks in Arkansas that are accepting it, I think, are state-chartered. But if they're taking FDIC money uh, or federal money, they cannot use that. I, I think, didn't know there was any banks out there that weren't FDIC-insured. Are there a few? Uh, there may be. There, there's some state-chartered banks that may is not. Is that maybe like a, like a credit union type? Could be. Is that, could is be. That, I, I'm not yeah. really familiar with credit yeah, unions. Yeah, could be. But. Could be. Yeah. And, and that, so that was kind of the whole, I guess, the ruse that was used to get this camel's nose under the tent. So uh, back during the mayoral campaign, we, uh, I was uh, I have some friends that are Pulaski County Republican women. Mayor Scott went and talked with them and said that he didn't support sanctuary cities. Then that night at the... Uh, Let me just stop you there. Mm-hmm. Notice that he said... He said he didn't support sanctuary cities. So what does that tell you they are shooting for? It might have been an implication that maybe somebody else did. Yes. But the the funny thing was that night at the uh, multicultural, not the at at our at our racial and cultural diversity debate that night, he Mm -hmm. said that he didn't support us working with the federal government where it came to immigration and naturalization. So you can't do both. You can't be against sanctuary cities and not cooperate yeah, with the Yeah, you got to be feds. one or the other. You got to be one or the other. So I had this the resolution that I ran uh, about two months ago before Senator Stubblefield ran his bill that basically said the city of Little Rock complies with federal immigration. We have to. We took federal DOJ grants. We're applying for more federal DOJ grants. And as a condition of those, you have to comply with federal mm-hmm. immigration law. Yeah, but till till. San Francisco and some other cities right. that. Right. Well, and, and now what's happened is in the lawsuit, the federal government changed this year that it's not a punitive where they take it away, but in order to be able to apply, you have to affirm. So they won't even be eligible to apply, which is legal under the courts. Well, okay. so, that, that's, so one of the things that's with important. this is that traditionally the federal government cannot make a state or city enforce any type of federal mm-hmm. law. And so one of the ways they do it is they do it through money. Exactly. And so, so we, we, there's a there's a name for that. They um, and it, it escapes Bribe. me. The, well, no, no, no. There's a there's a name for the doctrine, and it escapes me at the moment. Um, the anti commandeering doctrine right. is is where the the cities and the states are not obligated to uphold federal law, but federal law often gets upheld anyway because the, the federal government to... bribes them with money. The seatbelt laws exactly. are, are an example of that, I think, and maybe some others probably. Drinking age is Probably, well. <laughs> probably, yeah, speed limits sometimes. I know, I I know that having, having finished high school in Louisiana at the time, they were changing it from 18 to 21, and they they put the screws to Louisiana to get them to change. Well, I right. think we were going to withhold federal highway funds if they didn't go to Right, so I, I, what is it in Arkansas, the seatbelt? Is it is it a $20 million bribe to the state police or something of that nature? Yeah, it was. Or ninety it, million dollars. Was it ninety million dollars yeah, that, that they you're, sold you're us out for? Seat belt, right? So, so seat you're belt. talking back in 2013. Yeah, they they promised the state ninety million, I believe, oh, wow. when they made it a, a primary offense, so they could ticket that's, people. That's insane. But so I come up with this resolution. I asked the city attorney in December, and I was going to run it before uh, our new mayor was sworn in uh, because I vehemently disagree with him on this subject as mm-hmm. well as many others, but. I think the big thing that you got to understand is that uh, he he was offended that we ran our ordinance our, our ordinance to create a, a 
a group to study our former government. So I said, well, I'll hold off until he gets sworn in. And then I ran it. And all it stated was what we were already doing as a city. But if you pass a resolution in Arkansas Municipal, it basically comes the policy of the city. What we were doing, much like the city ID program, was being done at an administrative level mm-hmm. and could be at any time stopped. Well, and people say, well, you'd be violating federal law. Well, only if somebody blows the whistle on it. Mm-hmm. When you do it administratively, it would take an LRPD officer or an employee to blow the whistle to the U.S. attorney or to one of us to say that we're not following what we said we would do in our DOJ documents. So, mm-hmm. you know, but if you put it out there as a resolution of the city, it's got some teeth and everybody knows. A little more public. My fellow, I had four votes, me and three others that were going to vote for it. I needed, needed six votes to pass it and eight to override a mayoral veto. Had a meeting conversation with the mayor. And I, I said, look, I'm running it. I'm willing to go down with the ship even if I lose because this is – if we want to exercise local control and keep the, the legislature from preempting us, which is what happened this week with SB 411. Mm-hmm. And normally I'd be down here screaming, saying, no, we should have local control. But we couldn't exercise local control. And they kept saying, well, you didn't – we didn't have the discussion. Well, nobody wanted to have – you didn't want to have the discussion about the ID program, and you definitely didn't want to have the discussion – to get us on the radar. And that's what they're scared of. This is how it's worked with Sanctuary and every state that they've gotten it in. They slide it in with the program here, program there, and next thing you know, you're a Sanctuary City. You well, put out the welcome well, map and, and even, as Sanctuary. And even with 411, you still have local control if you want it. You yeah. just have to give up some oh, state funding. Yeah, yeah, you can you and, can and become a Sanctuary City. And, and, and that's yeah. unfortunately a lot of, in a lot of the cases is that, is that, that you know, the federal government doesn't impose very many laws in the states we mm-hmm. we give it up because we want the money and and that's and that's kind of where it comes down to and the, a lot of the cities don't want to give up the money i agree and so they'll and comply so th- so this 411 doesn't really have any teeth in it aside from the the welfare benefits from the state right yeah, that, any any of the discretionary teeth, that is teeth, yeah, any of the discretionary benefits the state gives hey, can you us, actually so. tell us what those discretionary benefits uh are? you'd be catching me out of school talking about it mm-hmm. but uh there's some things like state turnback funds, that kind of stuff is already in law. They can't, but there are some discretionary programs. It could be, um, I'm not sure where they are, but it does have some teeth. And, and and my whole deal with trying to get us to pass it, I would have rather much been up here, much rather been up here telling our legislature, hey, we're handling this at the local level. We're exercising self-rule. This is not necessary. But unfortunately, we couldn't get there. And so I came down and supported Senator Stubblefield's bill. And, you know, the funny thing is they said it would lead to profiling. The real thing is it doesn't. It's specifically in the statute that during a traffic stop, the officer cannot ask about immigration status. Only if you're somebody being held on a criminal detainer or, or, or commits a, you know, a, a, a criminal act that they're in, they're in custody. So it's much like what the city of Little Rock's policy is. We don't ask immigration status on traffic stop. But if you're involved in a criminal act, we comply with federal federal immigration law so so by criminal act it's got to be something a little more serious a little more serious like misdemeanor of yeah. some sort yeah it it would be something where you end up in the you in get the actually get, you get you get arrested you get, yeah you, you get, get arrested, arrested. <laughs> okay. cuz technically a, a speeding ticket is actually a, a criminal act criminal act but right. it's, but it's not but it's to the a, same level right yeah so it, from the, from that that standpoint it's 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 important now the question is how does this affect Little Rock's current ID program Yes. That's going to come down, I think, to an opinion between our city attorney and the attorney general, because our city attorney, when we were going through this, I said, how can we do this municipal ID program? Does that not violate the federal statutes? We agree. He said in his his legal opinion, he said, no, we're not violating that. We're allowed to do that. We're not violating federal statute or federal law. 
Now, whether or not the, the attorney general sees it that way, we'll find out once the once the act becomes becomes law here. And yeah, I guess unless, unless you knowingly give an ID to someone you know is not here legally, but the, I guess technically the information required doesn't require a person to to reveal that reveal their right. But if they do Im- reveal it, does that not kind of obligate the city official to deny the application? It, I think going forward it would, or it puts us in jeopardy. Yeah. All right, we but I'm it. not an attorney. I just play one on the dais at well, City Hall. Yeah, <laughs> being an attorney might be a handicap anyway. All right. We're all, we got to get a break in. We're going to come back and talk further with Lance here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay tuned. we got more coming your way. All right. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, I just found out we were. I had thought that we were having Congressman Hill on in the next half hour when, in fact, next half hour – the governor will be stopping oh. by. So okay. we'll be talking to him about the session. Uh, miscommunication on my part. I thought that uh, we were talking about tomorrow when J.R. Davis was coming on that the governor was going to take a half hour. But, no, he's going to come on okay. take a half hour today. So Kind of makes more who sense. Who am I to, to argue, you with know, argue with the governor? I don't do that. <laughs> and uh, he'll be uh, joining us. So uh, let's come back and talk. Lance, was there any talk that you were aware of? Uh, I know that in California now and in some other areas that have sanctuary status, Houston, another place, they were looking at giving the right to vote in, like, local and state elections. Was there any discussion of that here in Little Rock? No, no discussion of that. And, in fact, before this uh, previous election uh, season, I called our Pulaski County election commissioners and verified that they would not accept our municipal ID as a formal ID to vote, and they and they concurred that. And I said that that's fine that you concur, but do all your poll workers know that that's not a legal form of ID to present to be able to vote? And uh, they uh, they verified, so I don't think we had any issues with it. But that, like I said, that's that's the first step. You've got the ID now. That you know, there may be a lot of places that accept that, and to me. The only purveyor of IDs in the state is the state of Arkansas that you get through the revenue office. We well, as a municipality should not not be doing it, no matter how good the intentions are, because we always we all know where the road to hell is paved. With That's it. exactly right. right. So, so from what you've told us, it sounds like the uh, it doesn't do a good job of establishing who you are. No. It, it 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 does give them what one fingerprint. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know if they do one or two, but I do know they do get they get at least some kind of fingerprint and a photo, and a, photo. And a last known address verified with either a utility bill or something right. like right. that. Right. So they'll if if you can figure out some way to get get utilities turned on your name, yeah, then you can basically get an ID. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's all posted on the state. But what's so funny though is. The funding now they didn't spend all one hundred eighty thousand. They didn't start the program till June of last year. They didn't spend one hundred all one hundred eighty thousand. But if you look at it, if you take all of the immigration stuff and all this, just look at it as a total waste of money. One hundred eighty thousand sure. divided by at the end of twenty eighteen, it was five hundred fifty IDs. That's about three hundred dollars an ID. And then if you go forward to what it was a month and a half ago. We had issued 1,100 total IDs. That's still $165 That's an ID. That's a lot of From IDs. just a fiscal irresponsibility, when you've got a state entity that can issue a, a, a valid ID for 5 bucks, why would you reinvent the wheel? I mean, if you just really dumb it down to fiscal irresponsibility, when we've got all kinds of needs at the city other than providing IDs to people who aren't necessarily here legally. So 
That's uh, that, that's kind of you know I, you, you can look at it a couple different ways. I I'm just very frustrated that we didn't even have a conversation uh, and get a get a true up or down vote on it. Much like they didn't want to have the conversation about my resolution. So, so it was passed as an emergency. What's that? So it was passed as an it emergency. was woven into the budget. Oh, into the budget. Yeah. It was in the budget. Oh, okay. So we did vote on it, and that's what what I brought up. Everybody said, "Well, we don't have a sanctuary program." I said, "We voted on that ID program. It was a line item in our budget. budget. It's in an ordinance in the state of Arkansas. Well, prob- prob- so. Probably most budgets should be voted down anyway. But <laughs> so there, I, I can't imagine that was that was the only thing bad in that. Only budget. saving grace is we do have a balanced budget amendment in the state. Uh, and, Cities run by that as well, so we, we we're not deficit spending. Except that that balance balanced budget doesn't actually mean debt free. It just means no, it, right balanced budget. You can still get into a lot of debt. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so I'm going to assume you're happy that SB 411 passed. I'm happy. I'm, I, I'm uh, you know, like I said, normally I'd be down here opposing self rule, and uh, this is one of those odd cases that politics makes strange bedfellows. But uh, I think it's going to be a good. A good ordinance for the city. It sends out a definite message, much like our neighboring states of Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, have all passed the same types of of ordinances preventing their cities from becoming sanctuary cities. And I think I think it's you know, it, and like you said, it doesn't really prevent them. Or doesn't prevent they, them. They no. can still we could yeah. Little Rock could still vote to become a sanctuary yeah. city. We're just going to so, lose a lot of funding. So, so. so let me tell you a little bit of something that's kind of interesting. So this in this session they have passed mm, a bill ninety seconds ninety seconds. So they they passed a bill to grant in state tuition. To people who are here illegally, that's going to be interesting. Students. How that works now, and now they've turned around and passed an anti-sanctuary city bill. And so we've got look at the irony. Isn't that thick? Yeah. <laughs> and so we've got the legislature that has basically made Arkansas a sanctuary state by giving in-state tuition, subsidized tuition mm-hmm. to to illegals, essentially. And now we've turned around and told cities that they that that if they um, do sanctuary policies that they're going to cut off some funding terms. So the state is going to get engaged in sanctuary policies with subsidized education, mm-hmm. but the city can't. This is just the, the irony Bizarre and, hypocrisy, world, right? and the hypocrisy is kind of <laughs> thick here. Well, we they slid that one in un, underneath <laughs> the guise of night on us because... Well, we, we can come back and talk a whole other time about how much out-of-state tuition we waive for kids in Texas that come up to the mm. University of Arkansas and how hard it's been for my daughter to get scholarship money to go to the U of A mm. with great grades. I mean, we've gotten some stuff, but the amount of tuition they're giving away to... Get, take, you didn't get involved in that program where you give $100,000 your kid gets in? No, unfortunately, my daughter did it on her own with her own grades and own hard work. Yeah, I, I don't have that kind of change laying around. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have a dumb kid that you had to bri- bribe a school. To... There you go. Well, she takes after her mother. Do not, do not be a stranger to the show, and thank Hello, you Dave. for coming on today. Thank you for having yeah, me. I you appreciate know, we're, it. You know, we're, we're in, I'm in the uh, the tower over there behind uh, the um, the mall. So okay. Yeah. Behind Plaza. Yeah. So come on and join us. I'll come us. by and visit you. All right. We Thanks. appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks so Dave. much. Appreciate it, guys. City Council, Lance Hine here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back with more in just a moment. we got to get to the news and then the governor here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, typically on a Wednesday at this time, Congressman French Hill joins us from Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. every week to talk. I let them know that they had been canceled today. Because we're bringing the governor <laughs> got a on. substitute. Well, that sort of makes me feel bad. <laughs> oh, that should make you feel good. It tells you how important we, we value your your thoughts and uh, your opinions and your statements. And we're, we're thankful for you sitting down talking to us today. Well, Dave, I want to express my thanks uh, for you being down here faithfully at the Capitol covering uh, for all your 
listeners out there and the people of Arkansas what's happened in this session. And so now that it's wrapped up today, I'm glad to be able to spend a little time with you. Well, Governor, as many as I did when the Democrats controlled this uh, this House, I would never miss out when we have the supermajorities we have now to cover it. I mean, I remember when there were four Republicans in the House and one in the Senate. Uh, it's a big change from there. <laughs> Huge. And we're able to get some historic things done that uh, are conservative, that uh, – lead our economy in the right direction. And by the way, I'm pretty thrilled with the economic news out of the fourth quarter of last year, Mm -hmm. where Arkansas was number five in the nation in terms of personal income growth. Fantastic. Now think about that again. 7.5% growth the fourth quarter. And that's and people say, well, maybe that has something to do with the minimum wage increase. That didn't happen until January. So this Correct. is all about. This was in November, uh, December. And yeah, economic or, growth. November. Thrilled with that. Fantastic. And you're to be commended. You've, you have a lot to do with that. Well, uh, policy does, but also with just the energy and recruiting industry and uh, encouraging expansion of industry. But it's, it's tax cuts. Uh, you know, yesterday we had corporate income tax cuts in Arkansas, mm-hmm. uh, and we've Today, we're announcing that uh, uh, Coca-Cola Consolidated is investing, I think it's $33 million in West Memphis uh, for an expansion uh, of a a plant and manufacturing, creating jobs there. And while it's not the corporate tax cuts that uh, got them there, it was the fact that two years ago, we reduced the soda tax, the syrup tax in Arkansas that adversely impacted that kind of investment. So being competitive makes a difference, creates those kind of investments, and you see it time and time again. That's fantastic. That's just really good news. That's really exciting news for the state of Arkansas. Let's talk about something that uh, came up last week, passed by the Senate today, passed in the House, and that's SB uh, 411. Your thoughts on the Sanctuary City Bill? Well, I read the bill early on, and uh, I support uh, a policy against sanctuary cities in Arkansas. Uh, I've always supported that. I believe that there needs to be a high level of cooperation between local law enforcement, state law enforcement, and federal immigration enforcement. Uh, we shouldn't be uh, running from their detainers. We shouldn't be uh, failing to cooperate with them uh, and share information with them. So. Uh, I'm supportive of a prohibition on sanctuary policy. I shared with Senator Stubblefield, who is the lead sponsor of this legislation, that uh, I have concerned about one portion of the bill, which uh, says that you uh, can, uh, a city cannot prevent law enforcement officers from inquiring about immigration status. Well. I wanted him to assert two words there, which is with probable cause, that there ought to be some reasonable suspicion or probable cause to ask for someone's immigration papers. Without that, those two words in there, then uh, it gives too much latitude and discretion to uh, law enforcement to uh, say, we want your immigration papers based upon the color of their skin or how they look or whatever they determine Maybe they don't look American enough. There ought to be some policy there. So I was concerned about that. Uh, uh, In the end, and here's the news for your show today, Mm -hmm. uh, I have uh, just signed a letter indicating that I will be signing SB 411, uh, which is the uh, sanctuary policy bill. I'll be signing it into law when it gets to my desk. 
and I've talked to Senator Stubblefield, who has uh, agreed that there should be uh, those two words added. And so when the General Assembly meets again, we'll be able to add uh, those two qualifying words with probable cause to make sure that uh, we enforce the law, uh, but we also don't uh, lead to uh, discriminatory practices. So this is an, that's a kind of an interesting aspect of, of that law, because generally you don't need probable cause to ask questions, but the idea of telling a, a police department what their policy should be in regards to what questions they ask is kind of a kind of a, an interesting ver- a deviation from general generally the way we we make laws. Uh, yes, uh, I mean. You're basically saying that a, uh, a city police department cannot set policy for their officers in regard to uh, how to handle uh, immigration issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you set any policy saying this is what you need to do to check immigration status, then if you don't check 100% of them, then uh, you're, you're violating this law. Uh, and so... Uh, it, it really hamstrings the uh, police in setting those policies. Uh, but I think we can work through it in the short term because there's no sanctuary cities in Arkansas, and I checked uh, some of the police practices. And so uh, it's not a problem now. This is a, a law that reinforces uh, our cooperation with federal immigration authorities, which is good. Uh, it reinforces that. And uh, that one language issue we can remedy down the road. As we've talked on the show, uh, as I've said, I, I look at this like a flu shot. You know, you don't wait till you get the flu to get a flu shot. You get a flu shot to make sure, hopefully, that you won't get the flu. And I'm hoping that this will dissuade uh, any cities from thinking about using sanctuary status for people. Absolutely. I mean, the last thing, we don't want to have cities declared as sanctuary cities like they've done in California. Uh, We want to have a spirit of welcoming uh, to immigrants, Mm -hmm. and that's an important message. But at the same time, we want to be able to uh, enforce the law and and, uh, recognize those with legal status. Uh, We want to uh, make sure there's a high level of cooperation with with our immigration authorities. Uh, I worked at Homeland Security. I was in charge of immigration enforcement, and, and at that level of cooperation with local law enforcement is very important to what we're trying to do. So you're going to sign it. We know what day it's going to be you now? Well, it, sometimes they're, they're sort of backed up on bills, so it might take them a little while to deliver that bill to my desk. So we'll wait and see. Tomorrow I'm signing the historic uh, transformation bill. Uh, that uh, converts our 42 departments down in, down to 15. Uh, it allows me to set up a transition team, and I'll be announcing those tomorrow uh, that will immediately set the stage for having a more efficient government, uh, one that uh, is more responsive but also more manageable from my standpoint. We talked about this to the Speaker of the House and mentioned that this is not one of those, quote, sexy bills that that's a term we use in the industry uh you know doesn't have a a whole lot of run with the listeners or viewers but it's going to have a a big effect on listeners and viewers and it's going to save this state a lot of money well it is successes of everything from uh juvenile justice reform tax cuts uh to a highway plan to to teacher pay increases which was very important for our state uh, and and to be able to uh, ago uh, 
uh, a federal judge struck down Arkansas Works, uh, and we've been kind of sitting around twiddling our, well, I, I have twiddling my thumb. <laughs> you probably have not, to be honest. But uh, the bottom line is I heard that today the Department of Justice has announced that they are ready to appeal. Uh, that is correct. And so a little bit more news there that they actually have filed the notice of appeal, uh, which will be appealing Judge Bozberg's decision uh, striking down our work requirement. It will be appealed to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. But I've also, uh, uh, as you know, I've fought for an expedited appeal, and I've been assured that the Department of Justice will be following the appeal with a request for expediting it. Okay. Now, what that means is that they will set an appeal schedule that uh, should allow this case to get to the Supreme Court of the United States, if need be, uh, in a time, more timely fashion. And so I'm very pleased with the Department of Justice's responsiveness and their filing of that notice of appeal today. Is the, is the, in your viewpoint, is this going to be run up the flagpole all the way to the Supreme Court? Uh, likely, and simply because we don't know who the uh, panel will be that will consider the appeal in the D.C. Circuit. But the D.C. Circuit uh, does have a lot of... Uh, uh, political appointees that are from the left, mm-hmm. uh, and if they fundamentally don't agree with uh, this, then we don't have much of a shot there. We would have to get to the United States Supreme Court. Hopefully we'll have a good draw uh, in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals that we'll have a good balance of judges that will give us a fair hearing there. But if not, we want to be able to take this case on up. Well, and, and let's just say that I think it's three judges that hear it first and if uh, two of them go along with the work requirements, they'd be reinstated. But then the other side could say, well, we want to hear what the whole circuit has to say. And it goes before all the judges at that point. That's correct. You uh, get your law degree right there. <laughs> uh, and so that's, that's the process. Now, the unknowns is that, uh, uh, you know, will the D.C. Circuit allow us to go ahead and proceed with the work requirement pending the appeal? or whether they'll just leave it as is and, and they will just make a decision. So a little bit unknown, but this is really great news uh, for those that uh, believe this is appropriate for able-bodied individuals uh, that they either volunteer, work, or they have to uh, be uh, in worker training to get a better job. And that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to cut people out of health insurance. We're trying to increase our workforce and the training of our our uh, people in Arkansas so they can move up that economic ladder. All right. Did you what, have a, what do you think question? about the idea of um, keeping the work requirement but cutting out the insurance companies and just make it a, a automatic payment or, or, or payment direct directly? Well, I mean, that's a fair debate. Now, the uh, downside of it is that uh, for people who are not on Medicaid but they're having to buy their insurance policy, mm-hmm. Uh, from the marketplace, their rates would go up because the... The uh, pool would be strong. Yeah, the pool would be smaller. Now it's large because of everybody participating in Arkansas work. So there is a consequence there. Uh, And we have a better system now. We're doing the accuracy checks better. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, you know, there is a cost advantage. If if you're not going to have accurate roles, then you're wasting money. Right. Now, I think whenever we got our 
expanded Medicaid down to 230,000. Uh, that was uh, below the original estimates, which tells us we're accurately moving people off if they don't uh, qualify income-wise or they've moved out. So I think we're managing it better, but we'll continue to watch that. Okay. All right. Thank you. So you're happy about the session then? This, <laughs> you know, time will tell a little bit more, but I've challenged uh, long-timers, as we would say, Dave. We've watched a lot of legislative session, and I say, you know, what's the greatest session of all time? <laughs> well, That's and, pretty cool. That's a great, uh, yeah, that's a great debate. You know, this is close to the GOAT session, greatest okay. of all time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and because most sessions that people look back on in the past, they've had one huge debate. It might be on the tobacco settlement. Right. Or it, or it might be on someone pointed out when Pres uh, Governor Clinton was here of, of teacher testing where you had one dominant issue in the session. It just took and, all the air out of the room. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah. In this session, we've had, I've had four major items uh, from tax cuts to teacher pay to transformation to, to uh, uh, highway. a highway bill. And so all of those standing alone is historic, and you put all four of those, and then you add in other items like juvenile justice reform, uh, the fact that we've solved so many other problems. I do believe that this will go down uh, in history as one of the biggest agenda and most aggressive uh, and uh, accomplish the most. Last, last question, then I will let you go. And that, that was I saw the Speaker of the House and I asked him, this is, uh, you know, we had a majority uh, or, or slight, a huge minority in 2013. Then we came back and we had a majority. Now we got like super majorities. All right, we're into the 4 o'clock hour. It's been going exceedingly fast, and we're going to move away from politics because we're going to talk about cars like we always do on Wednesday. And in the final hour, we're going to talk baseball. Hmm. Tomorrow is the opening day for the Travelers. And, man, they baseball. You ain't got us no tickets. Baseball is baseball. You want to go to the ball game, you just let me know. You taking off, Wayne? All right, Wayne Beach has been here. We appreciate him. Are you going to post that in uh, that? Uh, I know that you recorded Dan Douglas down there talking to Loraza and all that. You going to post that? Oh, yeah, I'd like to see it. I want to hear what he has to say. Republican down there talking to a bunch of uh, pro-illegal immigration yeah, groups. be interesting to see what he had to say. Yeah, I really want to hear what he has to say. Duck is here. Joe is not. Joe is uh, at his house. There's some honeydew things that he had to get done because his honey is done left and went on a cruise. So just keep that. Keep she that left mind. him a whole list. Yeah, yeah, and you got to be at the house for this and this. And well, one of those this and this is going on, and yeah, he's, uh, he's there. I think it's something to do with a swimming pool or something other that uh, she had planned, and something happened, and it got moved to the day and. So he called me yesterday and said, I can't be there. Now, he, he's not here, uh, but I wanted to mention this, that uh, Joe's Garage, 
is going to be featured in Shop Owners Magazine. Bumper to bumper. In the months of uh, May through June with an article and pictures. It's a nationally publicized uh, magazine. All over the United States. He's going to have the, he's going to have the cover photo and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's a real nice feather in his cap. And I, I'll, I'll make sure I mention this on the weekend as well. But yeah, I'll be there Saturday. Just we'll, all the people. We'll spit it out. Good people doing you can, good things. And you can go to a bumper to bumper. They have those magazines if you'd like to have one. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how many they I got. I will want one. I'll get I'll get you one day from, I'll have from a, Dickie. I'm going to have it fixed, uh, have it mounted, and we'll hang it in the studio. <laughs> yep. He's, look, he's been a part of the Dave Ellswick show for 16, 17 years now. Longer than that, Dave. Yeah, almost since I got started. Yeah. Probably the first year I was here, he, he started because he was such a good uh, mechanic, and I, I was— know. I was keeping my 1985 <laughs> uh, Dodge uh, minivan mm. alive because people know I drive my cars until it looks like somebody went up and, and shot them, you know, and killed them. Until so they're ready to go to the Until they die. Until they're ready to go to the crash. They die. The and, and how I got started, Dave, was the same way. Joe kept, I mean, me and Joe got to know one of them. He was working on a 7-3 power stroke. First one he'd ever worked on, he kept calling me, and we was back and forth and back and forth. And then one day... He called me and said, hey, will not you go to radio with me? I said, nah, Joe, I don't want to. I don't got time, blah, blah, blah. And one day he showed up, and he said, get in the truck. We're going to eat lunch. <laughs> that was funny. I, I know, remember we pull that. Up, I said, where are we going? He said, I want to take you to the radio see station. <laughs> and so that's, and that's been probably 15 years ago, Dave. Okay, so it's been at least 18 years that yeah, Joe's been. I I've been, say been here for 19 so he's been all with me except for one it's, year. It's, it's 14, 15 years I've been on here, uh, you know. But uh, and, and Dave, that is a big. Fa- you had to be nominated for that uh, deal to get your picture. They come out, and take pictures, and That's they write cool. a good article about you, uh, you know, and all this. But it's it's a pretty good feather in his cap. I mean, well, he needs uh, to take that article, and there's there's businesses that take it and make. Really nice shadow boxes out of it, and he should have that. And that should be should be hanging right sure in the front be. of his uh, I, business. I bet you Susie or or Stephanie or one of them will make him one, and you know to put it there in the office. But that's that's a pretty good feather, yeah, you know. And he's also deal. he's also in the in the the group that goes around and uh, the national group. the national group. I think it I think it's ten of them. I'm not sure. And he got picked to that, and I think it's a two-year rotation is what it's what it is. Uh, and they go from different manufacturers and look and see what's you know what you know what they're selling, what they're building, and all that stuff. Because uh, he went to Denver, I think it was, and they give him I don't remember what it was, some kind of little trophy deal to bring home. Uh-huh. And they got the airport and they took it from him. Mm. <laughs> so they had to send him another one. What, was it somebody, like, shooting at somebody or something? No, I can't remember exactly what it was. But A screwdriver, probably. He, he got to the airport, and they took it. For, he had it in his carry-on, they took amazing. it from him. Amazing. Absolutely wow. amazing. Then he's sitting there looking because the two guys with him. They got on the plane with theirs. Huh. Got to him. They they wow. took his. That's but they had put his in, they put theirs in the belly, and he had his oh, okay. in his carry-on. Yeah. So. That makes okay. a difference. You can carry a gun through your through your checklist. Well, that, and that's but the difference. They yeah. put there in their suitcase. And but, uh, it, it was Joe, I bet Joe does like I do now. I don't take a suitcase anymore. I just take my carry-on. I'm tired of paying, unless I'm flying with Southwest, I'm tired of paying $25 a bag. Yep. So. 
just ridiculous. Well, and and, and you know your bag is going to get there if you can. Yeah, well, yeah. And typically, I've only had that happen to me one time where my bag went to L.A. and I went to D.C. Oh. And that was with, and it was on Southwest. They took a wrong turn, huh? Somebody did. I don't know who uh, who it was. All right, Maybe so he was supposed to went to L.A. Joe was a member of the CSC Council, so yes. an advisory council. I know that because I've got my little helper. Have you ever heard that, the whole comic yeah, thing? Yeah, I wonder who it mine? would be. It was Jerry Roca. <laughs> he just let me know. Yeah. My little helper is uh, t- talking to me, and he says, yes, it's a two-year term. Yeah. I, so I, thank you, Jerry. I remember it was a two-year term, but I, I didn't remember all the details. Cause me, and Joe, me and Joe, we talk at least three or four times a week about, you know, he's got a problem or i got a problem or he needs help or I need help or, you know, we we, we talk. And not only me and him talk, but me and Gary Henry talk. Uh, Henry Atkins, we all talk. You talk to, to Ryan? Who talks to Ryan? Yeah, hey, I've talked to him Monday. <laughs> I mean, if it's a foreign car, he's the one to talk to. He's been dealing with foreign cars. Yeah, I was discussing my wife's BMW with him. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's, you know, he said, look, there's a few things you need to do, and I said, I read him the list off the guy had already done to it. He said, "Never mind, it's all done." He That's said, you, cool. "You've got sixty thousand miles now before you have to do anything to it." So, yeah. well, all right, but that works. I, I have scared. you worked everything out on your pickup? As far as it being broke, yeah, yeah, it's so far it ain't went back. Okay, well that's good. They Go just kept it twenty-one weeks, Dave. I know. My son-in-law is having problems with his. Sounds kind of like the same thing that you've had wrong with yours. Um, and uh, he's been trying to get it fixed. He, they'll tell him it's fixed. He'll take it back, and it ain't fixed. I did that four times. To the, and the, fourth, the third time I went back in and dropped it off, don't call me until it's ready. Y'all go drive it. And they did. They drove it about 800 miles before they give it back to me. <laughs> they wanted to make sure, huh? Yep. All right. Hey, 823-0965, that's the number to call. You got a question? Uh, for Duck, he's here to, to answer for you, give, do it the best of his ability. Remember, if you got a noise or a rattle or something, that's hard, hard to, to do over the radio. Yeah, a lot easier at the cars is there, and you, they can hear it. There are cer- certain sounds that they hear them, and they know immediately what's uh, causing them, but uh, it's, it's very difficult to do. Uh, if you're just uh, sitting here on the radio, unless you're really good, and we'll make you make the sound of uh, what the <laughs> hey, sound is you, you're hearing. You remember the, the time the lady made that sound for us, and Joe looked at me, and I looked at him. I said, yeah. Joe, I've heard that sound before. Yeah. <laughs> but she made it to, I mean, exactly it was the way it sounds. very close. It was very close, and you guys called it. Yep. Because she called back yep. later and told us that they had called it. And, so that's pretty cool. And when we get back from break, Dave, i got something to tell you that I, that I stumped my guys on the other day. All right. Well, we'll find out what that is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have the folks from the uh, Travelers stopping by because their first game is tomorrow. Baseball live again at Dickie Stevens Field starting tomorrow. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, third floor of the Capitol, outside, back in a moment. All right, let's get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Duck is here. We've got a caller who wants to talk to us, and uh, that is uh, Rodney from El Paso. Rodney, how are you? Welcome to the show. Say hi to Duck. Hey, Duck. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Rodney? Oh, pretty good. 
Hey, I got a question regarding the fuel additives. You see it like Walmart or, or when the Napa, whatever stores, um, fuel uh-huh. injector cleaners, are any of those worth a hoot to put in your gas tank? And, and For a diesel? No, regular gas burner. I got a 5.7 liter Dodge. If you're going to put anything in it, put seafoam in it. Seafoam, okay. And you can get that at Walmart has it. Uh, Seafoam yeah, has a has an octane booster and a cleaner and a lubricant in it, and that's uh-huh. that's what I use. That's what I me and Joe have tried over the years and found that works the best, and it will dissipate water in the fuel and everything like that too. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Dave. But it, it will it will clean it will clean the screens out on the injector. Each injector has its own screen around it, and it will okay. clean that varnish looking stuff that gets on them off. Now, do you recommend putting it in every so many thousand miles, so many tanks of gas? I tell, I tell my guys, every, I tell my people on gas burners, every full tank, every fourth tank, pour some in it. Pour about four, five, six ounces in it. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rodney. Right. Thank you, Rodney. Appreciate you your call here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 823-0965. 823-0965 is the number to call if you have a question. Duck is here. Joe is not. But that don't mean that we only have half the knowledge here. You know, Duck and, and Joe both have full knowledge. They both sleep at uh, Holiday Inns. <laughs> so they can answer any Motel question about six. cars. Yeah, Motel <laughs> 6. All right, so let's, so, let's talk. Go ahead. You know, Excuse speaking me. of bumper to bumper, Dave, you know, you you know, you know, said something earlier about, you know, Joe's on, on that team and everything. Yes. But you got people like Jerry Rocha, you know, he listens every day, and he sent you the information. Yeah, he, he does a great on, job. He listens on Saturday, and we need something on Saturday. All you got to do is say, Jerry, we need something. He sent it to us, don't he, Dave? Yes, he does. And, but the bump, all the people that bumper to bumper, we had our car show meeting Monday night. Oh, yeah, how'd they go? They was all there. Uh, we got everything pretty well lined up and ready to go. It's just a matter now of time of getting all the radio stations done and, and getting ready to that Friday to get everything set up. So a lot of the guys may have not been to Ronald McDonald's house. What did they think about it? They, the first, well, we made, we had the last meeting over there, too. Uh, they was all very shocked at how good a place it is. I mean, uh, what kind of meeting room they have. You know, they got a fancy meeting room. You know, they got good, comfortable chairs to sit in. And then uh, we had a good meal, but uh, but bumper to bumper pretty well pays for this whole car show. That's one reason every dollar we made goes to Ronald McDonald House. That's right. Because bumper to bumper, they they pony up the money. Uh, Mr. Fletcher and all of them, they they do a wonderful job. You got Kenneth there. You got Jerry Rocher. You got Chris Ryder. You know, you got all these people that work very hard for us, even buying parts. They go all over the United States buying parts. And, you know, part, you're always going to have failure in a part. Just because a part says it's brand new don't mean nothing. But... If we do have problems and you're in California, you dial 800 number, David, as you know, they will take care of you. Yeah, well, yeah I know. They We've will. been talking about it because with every bumper-to-bumper part, you get two-year, 24,000-mile warranty if you use their credit card, three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. And, and the good thing about that is if, if I put a part on and, and you go to California and that part fails, they will send somebody. You dial 800 number and they will send somebody to get you. They will take care of you and put you back on the road. And that's one reason me and Joe went to bumper to bumper. And another reason is, is that big old warehouse out there on Roosevelt. <clears throat> As you know, I don't, did you go out there that day with us, Dave? No, I have not. Uh, I've heard about it. I walked till my legs gave out. And that, we walked probably a good hour in that warehouse walking from one side to the other, up and down, looking. And 
it's just amazing when you walk through there. You know, they got AC Delco, they got Motocraft, uh, you know, they got uh, um, Standard, they got any kind of part, any kind of name brand part they have. Well, they've got the parts there. You get there today. Yes. I don't believe any other parts store around this area can say that. No. Probably not. They Dave. usually got to be overnighted. Probably not. Uh, it's something they'll have sitting on a shelf somewhere. Yes, probably not. Uh, the, but the thing about them is, they they come out and see us. You know, you got no hand lucky that lucky that sees. <laughs> He's got hands except for his clock. <laughs> yeah, he give you a clock and then got no hands on yeah. it. <laughs> I walked yeah. in the other night over at the, the Ronald McDonald house. He was sitting there rear back. I said, well, I see no hands is already here. You want me just to jump off of that? I forget which state it was. They made it illegal to put in regular clocks in classrooms because the kids don't know how to tell time. Couldn't tell time using a regular clock, hand you know, clock. with hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, the, they don't even the know they got, clock, they're looking yeah. at a looking at numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Because they've not been taught it. You know, when we was growing up, Dave, you know, that's all we had was old clock. So those old clocks, they were right twice a day. The new ones are not. Yeah. They're just wrong. They're just off. Wrong. They're just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but you go to bumper to bumper over, every one of them people are just super nice. And the new deal we're going to do this year for the Ronald McDonald House, and the Ronald McDonald people are going to be selling the tickets. We're yeah. Going, there's $2 raffle tickets, and I think it's a 65-inch uh, big screen TV to be giveaway. We're going to give away two of them this year. Oh, you're going to give away two? Yes. Oh, we'll wow. Give away two. We'll and, give you double your chances to uh, win. But uh, the Kenneth from down at Pine Bluff, he donated the TVs for it. Oh, So cool. no money comes out of the Ronald McDonald House, but all the proceeds going to go to Ronald McDonald House. The Ronald McDonald people are going to be there. We tried to get Ronald McDonald there, but he already was – booked up for that weekend so we can't have him so can we not get the hamburglar or somebody i didn't ask that dave you got the hamburglar you got uh, what is it uh mcmayor and you got all those different characters surely we can get one of them well we're gonna we are gonna have ronald mcdonald people there this year with okay. a booth and well then we'll just dress one of them up but see you can't do that because you break copyright so. that's right you know <laughs> uh, yeah because plus it, you got to be pretty you got to be pretty Coordinated to run in those walking those, those big, big old shoes. boots. Yeah, yeah. Man, those, those, I'm just telling you, they're huge. If and, you've never met it. You know, when, last year when I asked the lady about it, she said, I'll put you down, but I can't guarantee nothing because he stays so booked up. Because, you know, used to, uh, like Ronald McDonald House here, they had their own, but they can't have it no more. Yeah. You know, they got they got one that comes in from somewhere else and does all this. But it, it's, it's like any other national or international in, uh, with uh, McDonald's that they want to make sure. That that they control that very well because, I mean, he's iconic now. Real iconic. You know, even across the whole world, he's iconic. Yeah. You know. Kids uh, know who he is. Oh, yeah. and But they're good people. If you've never been to the Ronald McDonald House, the new one, go by and just talk to one of them women over there. They're all super nice. They will take you around show you the whole thing. And they got a kitchen, Dave. It's, it's you could probably feed 60 or 70 people without any problem. All right. So with talking about the Ronald McDonald House, let's talk about, you know, also whenever you go out to a McDonald's and, you know, those little receptacles they got that you put your change in, 
The people at that McDonald's cannot open that up. Cannot touch it. That is just Ronald McDonald House personnel, and they only have like one or two people who can do it. Three people now. Okay. Because they was telling a story over there about a lady that dropped her debit card in it. Oops. They had to find somebody to come out and open it up for. The next afternoon. Oh, wow. I think it was in Mina or... The Queen or somewhere like that. Wow, out in the middle of nowhere. Before, if it was they Mina. Could, before they could get somebody down there to open it up to get her credit card out of it. And Dave, I'm sure I'm like the rest of the other people. I always thought that that McDonald's opened it up, got the money out, sent the money to them, and you know how that goes over. But I found out through the Ronald McDonald people, no, that does not happen. Three people control those funds. Yes. And Dave, you know how much percentage that is for their yearly. I forget you told me one time, but it's a lot. It's like forty-eight percent. That's an ama- that's an amazing amount. It really is. When one, you think about it. The lady told me, if you put one penny in that box every day, I forgot how much she she rattled off. You know what that one penny would do. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, and and then you know used to I never would put no money in it. I'm gonna be frank and honest, because I thought it went to the people at McDonald's and. It never got to them, but got into like a slush fund, and I found out that I was wrong. And it stays at Ronald McDonald. Now I do when I go through there, and if I got change because I don't like change in my pocket, I tell them put it in the box, you know, and and they do. They're good people. All right, we've had some uh, questions uh, today for Duck. We'll take some more in just a moment. Eight two three zero nine six five. That's the number you got to call in at. Eight two three zero nine six five. Gas burner, diesel burner, doesn't matter. He's ready to take him on. It's Duck from a bumper-to-bumper certified service center. I'm Dave Ellswick. We're back after the news. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. (laughs) Got uh, about 25 minutes left to have Duck on the air talking cars. Lance is here. He's already, he gets here early. He's bringing some other people. We're going to be talking about opening day, opening day at the ballpark tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. It's important. Because, uh, you know, we Major League Baseball is underway, but now we'll get the, the minors going. Get them and fired the, the Travelers will be playing uh, at home tomorrow. We'll talk about who they're going to be playing against. Is, is Coach coming today, Lance? Nope, just me. Just you're you. Just, you're just getting, getting okay. the lowly uh, the getting the best. I love this guy. It's all right. <laughs> I can ask a question, and I can go get myself some nachos, get a beer, <laughs> come back. He'll still be talking. He'll still be dancing. Have no question. problem with it. For the first chapter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so we'll be talking to Lance here in just a few moments and uh, seeing how things are, are going over at uh, Dickie Stevens. And I can tell you from working with the Travelers before, it's a nice place. they are ready and they're primed to go. I wonder how many... You know, they got beef hot dogs at Dickie Stevens. Sure enough, hot dogs. All right. Those are good. Well, those are good hot dogs. All right. I won't eat a pork hot dog because you just don't know what's in it. But a beef hot dog, I will do that. Yeah. And snouts. I, I'll do a beef bur- a dog, you know. That's really, it's really Sometimes important. Sometimes a hot dog is just a hot dog. Yeah. It's just delicious. Yeah. I can, I oh, they're all good. Like I mean, they're yeah. good. I love them. There's a doctor that has a book out that said the one food not to eat is hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Don't don't. I list never that buy book. it. That's like don't I don't. Buy that book. I don't buy a, well, you know, a diet like, book that says don't eat this book. You know, <laughs> eat cabbage all the time. I don't yeah. think so. Don't think that's going to work. Of course, nowadays it'd probably be a New York Times bestseller. It would be. Like. 
don't eat hot dogs. Don't get on that bandwagon, people. Come no, on. No, you got to have – look, you got to take what doctors tell you with a grain of salt. Anyway, they, they were telling you years ago that you shouldn't eat salt, and I think now they're telling you it's good for you. No, so, no they, just, and, uh, they just say to you it's not as bad as they thought it was. Uh-huh. Butter, they'll tell you eat butter. Don't eat margarine. Yeah, that's exactly pretty much the opposite of what they were telling you yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Remember, eggs were that way, too. Yes, they were. They were like, no eggs. Then, then they, they found were like, out. Ed likes only. And now they're like, and Now, now they know the cholesterol that's in an egg is used totally different by the body. By the body, yeah. Mm-hmm. Than the bad cholesterol. Yeah. I should sue them. Egg, I'm just saying because I, I went without eating eggs, and I love mm-hmm. eggs. So I, whenever I hear in him, I go, the egg. The incredible I like, mine, I like mine scrambled. It's a complete meal in a shell. you got to love it. you just got to remember. My the mother-in-law keeps chickens, and so she Ooh. keeps us in fresh eggs. Oh, that's good. Are yeah. oh, they brown or white? That's okay. good. Well, actually, mostly brown, sometimes speckled. Every now and then we'll get a white one. Different sizes. I mean, these are like. Yeah, they range from that big round to that big yeah. round. The ones, that I, the ones that I like is. You get the ones and you crack it open, and you get a fully developed chicken. <laughs> I don't like those. B- b- <laughs> I don't like those. Uh, uh, Meat on the side. Wah, wah, That's wah, it. Wah. I put that on my waffles. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. No thanks. Chicken and waffles. No. All right. So you tell me now, uh, Doc, uh, have they worked out these problems that they're having with diesels, with this new crap that you got to put in? To, nope. No. Nope. It's still... You know, Still how same. can how can they how can the federal it's the federal government, all right? They're the ones that came up with this in in an idea. How can they protect themselves from a class action lawsuit? Can't sue the federal government, Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Can't sue the federal can, government. Can't, you, can't can't sue the state government. No, can't sue the federal government or the state. So what so, do you so you can't go after the companies cuz companies are only doing what the federal government tells them they have to do. And the worst part about this, Dave, is I hear through the grapevines. I've not read it nowhere. I've just heard it from different people that kind of keeps up with all of it, that in 2021 we're going away from all the death fluid back to the original setup that we had that we couldn't make work neither. Oh, my gosh. But we're going back to that. They say they've got it all figured out now with the new yeah. computers and uh, and all the NOx, the NOx sensors that they've got on now that we can make them work. We couldn't make them work then, so how are you going to make them work now? Now, this, sound, this sounds exactly like the government breaking your legs and showing up two crutches. weeks later and say, hey, I got some uh, crutches I'd like to give you. Yeah. I'm here to help or, hey, you. I'm sorry, we got the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah, so, you, you know, know, all kinds of different things. And, what are you and, say and they there? come up and break your other leg. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this is dumb. So is there any chance that we might actually get some diesel, decent diesel engines no. out? You don't think there is? No. So right now no. we, we've got we've got new diesel trucks coming out. And the pickup trucks, what do they have, about an $8,000 exhaust system on them? And the big trucks have about a $20,000 exhaust system well, on them? Well, most of the big truck stuff, you it would just say We're, the system is totally down. All the knock sensors are down. All the temperature sensors are down. Both cats stopped up. The DPF stopped up. Your tank, the pump in the tank's bad, or your center unit in the tank's bad. You can spend fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars out in trouble. Wow. It's nothing on a big truck nowadays. When you get one in there that's got eight, nine, hundred thousand miles on it, to spend seven, eight thousand dollars on it, it's nothing. Wow. And I keep telling everybody. Everybody looks at me like I've cracked up. It is putting our American trucking business out of business. Well, well, years ago, you, you'd get a truck with eight, nine, hundred thousand miles, and you're ready to rebuild the thing, 
And what would that cost? Ten fit. $10,000? Uh, well, I built one here not long ago, a 60 Series Detroit. It's in a Peterbilt. It's, it's a new Peterbilt, but it's a Fitzgerald glider kit. Okay. So which they put the old the motor old style. Anything They put anything prior to 90, 97 in it okay. because they don't have to meet the EPA standards and, and all this. You've before. got a, a more – is it a mechanical engine? It's a, well, it, no, it's electronic, it's electronic injectors injection, and stuff. But, it's, but it's, it don't have all the EGR valves. It don't have all the coolers. It don't have all the – and e- rigmarole and all that and stuff. EGR on valve is is this neat little contraption. I guess the government decided it was it was it was a good idea to suck exhaust back into your engine. Yes, that's exactly what it does. Yeah. It opens up and sucks it right back out of the exhaust, right back through the intake. Yeah, that, that that sounds like a good idea. I guess if you're working for the government, huh? Well, me and the guy I used to work for went to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to an EPA meeting. It's been 15 years ago. They throw this motor up there on the screen, and there's there's probably three hundreds in the, in this convention, because we was there for five days, and they throw this motor up on the screen, and this lady that's in charge of all this, she's got a little clicker, and she clicks over it to it, and she said, we don't really know what this motor is, but we're going to make this motor meet EPA standards, and I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm thinking, yeah, you're going to make that two-stroke motor they hadn't made since '71. Make it meet EPA standards, but the problem is, you go down on the coast. A lot of the shrimp boats, they're running those six seventy ones and eight V seventy ones and six V ninety twos because they run so cheap. Mm. Well, those are two stroke diesel. Two stroke diesel. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen. I, I had a friend that had a bus that had a two stroke diesel in it, and I guess they have to operate with a supercharger. No, they got. Well, we call them blowers. Everybody blower. else calls them superchargers. <laughs> You know, and in, 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 in our world, they're called a blower. But if you buy what they call the Silver 92 version of that, it has a turbo and a blower on it. Right. So, so, so the nature of a, of, a, of a two-stroke engine is that you have to have forced air coming into it. Like yes. on a lawnmower, or oh, it's not very many lawnmowers are two-stroke, but a chainsaw is two-stroke. Yeah. They use the crankcase to pump air into, yeah, the, to ventilate it. into the system. But on a, on a multi-cylinder engine, it's kind of hard to do that, I guess. You and you pull the head off and look, and it's got four, in, uh, four exhaust valves per cylinder, no intake valves. You know, everybody looking around like, uh, how does this operate? Well, it's, it's got a hose cut in the liner. Hmm. When a piston comes down, it, it forces air through the hose in the liner. When it goes back up, it compresses. It's pretty neat. They're, and they're basically you get almost double the horsepower, don't you, out of the same size? You get uh, a lot of horsepower out of them. Uh, the only problem with the two-stroke engine, um, they leaked oil. Oh, did they? They had what what we call slobber tubes off each side of the engine. Slobber off the, tubes. Off the air, bank, air box <laughs> drains. You know, somebody come in and say, hey, I got a Detroit that ain't leaking oil. You, and our, we always joked with them, well, you better go put some in it because it ain't got none in it. <laughs> because well, if they ain't leaking, they, they ain't working. They, well, there's no oil in them. And right. We had an older gentleman that had bought one. He and That's when Detroit come out, right before the 60 series come out. It was a 430 Detroit. He bought a, a brand-new Mac. Well, Mac had convinced him that that thing would never leak oil. Well, he got it, got never it Never say never, first of all. Well, we took a Coke can in his office. He had a calendar up there. It had a Mack truck on it, mm-hmm. just like his. We taped it to the bottom of the calendar. <laughs> so I'd catch the oil. <laughs> and he'd come in there, and he seen that. Oh, we got in dad, bad trouble. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Just telling him so, the truth. So, so just a, a lot of diesel engines, basically, it's the slobber tube is basically, it's, a, it's part of the vent, ventilating yeah. the It has to have some way of venting the oil out of it. Don't it run away with itself. Interesting. That's interesting. I guess I'm not understanding there. So it's, it it would actually feed the oil back into the intake, back into and, the cylinder, and it would and it would run off of it. And if yeah. it gets to running too fast, you know, 
I've had them. I went to a school over in Memphis, Ovaco, and they put a, a 453 inside of a building. The walls was one and a half inch solid steel thick. And they set it up backwards and turned and cranked it and let it run till it come apart. Oh, there was no more pieces, no bigger than, than Dave's cup sitting in front right. of you. So I think I've heard of that, too. Some of those two-strokes can run backwards, and that's a problem. And the thing about two-stroke, why the boat people like them so well, mm-hmm. you can take the same motor and pull the back off and move the camshaft, swap the camshaft from one side to the other, make it a left-hand rotation engine. Oh, wow. Move it back over here and make it right-hand. Every boat you see has got a left-hand rotation engine and a right-hand rotation engine. Because they run, if they, they both run, turn right, they'll kind of creep to one it's side. It's going to pull you to the right all the time. That's why they turn. If you'll ever look, if you ever see a big ship on TV, they have, you look they at have them. Pellets, they're, they're, they're going turning, opposite directions. They're going opposite oh. because that keeps it traveling straight down. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. A, a boat with a single stop has a tendency to. to That's why they got the little way. fin hanging down there, and, and you just um, keep bumping it over a little bit until you catch it to it and pull it straight down the, down the water. But, but a tandem, a, a, a boat with two motors, can actually run straight because of the, they, it counteracts themselves if, it, if, the, if the props are turning opposite of each other. And a good thing, like I say, about those Detroit's, that's why they all love them because they're so easy to convert. Mm-hmm. Where if you got a caterpillar, mm-hmm. you got to change the crankshaft. you got to change all the camshaft system. you have to change mm-hmm. everything to make it work. Wow. All right, got to get a break in, gentlemen. We'll make some money here for the radio station. We'll be back to wrap it up. We're going to talk about the car show when we come back and how to get your car involved in it because you'll want to because, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it's one of the best car shows in the area, and you win this trophy uh, for best of show. You got something that you'll want to be showing off. P.I. Roofing and Home Solutions excited to announce that it has acquired Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Service. So here's what you get from P.I. Roofing now. You get their normal comprehensive roofing, which is fantastic. They did my roof, did a great job. It's been several years ago. In fact, I have to call Joel and get him up, uh, not him, but his people, up on my roof and looking at it and make sure everything is okay. And then uh, they take care of all your home repairs as well. If you need something done, they'll be happy to do it for you. So get three things now. Quality gutter cleaning, comprehensive roofing, and home repair expertise. Learn more at piroofing.com. That's piroofing, one word, dot com. Yeah, last day here for the session. 92nd General Assembly is Dave, over how many weeks has been now? Uh, 13. I was fixing to say it's, it was getting it's a, Let me tell you what, it's a long haul. Yeah. Nobody, nobody showers around here. <laughs> is that what I keep smelling yeah, today? I mean, they're, they, are, they are more superstitious than baseball players. They don't, shoot, they don't change their jock. They don't change, <laughs> they don't change their, their T-shirts. They don't change socks their nothing, socks. Uh-huh. Nothing. <laughs> So if you get a bill gets passed, ripe around do you, here. like, mount your socks if your bill gets I don't passed? know if they do that. Never I, I, can t- I was talking to them today. I, talk, I had the speaker of the house on, and I asked, when you guys finally said it was done, did you all put your goggles on and pop the champagne? And I squirted it <laughs> all over the chamber and everything. They don't do that. Uh, they, they need to start making that a two-year tradition. I'm just saying. They do it in baseball. Yes. They do it in baseball. So. I just think that would be a great, you know, great thing to do. Anyway, with that said, uh, and that's Lance, that other voice you're hearing. Yeah. He's going to be on with me in the next hour. we got a lot he, to talk about. He's a baseball about. man. He is a baseball man. He loves baseball. 
And did, you get a, did you get a haircut or something? No, I need to get a haircut. Oh, okay. I'm, I got to get on your level. <laughs> it's like, it's short, but I know you need I, to I get need it shorter. To Trust me, tomorrow for opening day, it will be freshly shorn. Okay, very cool. Get a weed eater, Dave. Yeah, we can make it really go. Do Put that. Make him scream. But we and him was just sitting there talking about the car show. Yes. Uh, at, at Dickie Stevens Park. At Dickie Stevens Park on June the 15th. 15th yeah. Uh, but ours is going to be on the first Saturday in June, which is the first. Right. The first day, you know, the first day of June at uh, Conway Expo Center, where we've had it for the last three years. Three four years, years now. Three years. Uh, this will be the third year. It's. We can see a, we can put about a hundred cars inside. Last year we had one hundred sixty eight. This we, year but we had some stalls outside too. Yeah, we got yeah it's undercover. Uh, we didn't quite prepare for how many we was going to have outside. This year we've all going to bring big box fans, so make sure anybody outside. We got one of the Keep radio cool. stations is going to set up outside to do all the announcing and stuff. We're going to flip the stage from, you know, where we always had it on the south side. Mm-hmm. We're going to flip it to the north side. They say we can put a speaker right outside the door there, and everybody can hear what's going on. That's one of the complaints we had last year. We got all that worked out. Um, we're going to start a new class this year, Dave. Which class? Jeep. Ooh. If you have a Jeep, whether it's old, middle, decked new. Decked out Jeeps. Decked out Jeeps. We're going to have a class for that. We're all going to put you out back and, you know, uh, because, you know, uh, we've been discussing it, and one of the other guys brought it up, Kenneth did. Uh, plus Ryan, he you know he said something about it because he has a lot of people that he works on their jeeps and stuff. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna try it and see. Uh, we're gonna have roll standbys, the regular ones. I'm gonna tell you the one that we need to do, but we <clears throat> we haven't done it yet because we know if we do it, we're gonna get like 300 of them. I know. Motosakas. And Dave, you'd be surprised every year how many people ask you. Me that and question. Joe get asked that, you know, because everybody knows <laughs> that. Me and Joe started this thing ten years. Is ten been, years? Ten been years. a decade. Uh, Remember, I was there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but we started it on a whim. Neither yeah. one of us had no idea what we was doing. Me and him was eating, eating lunch one day, and I don't know how the conversation come up about it, but in we took it on and listen this lance the night before both of them can't sleep because they're afraid nobody's going to show up well i'm laying in bed looking up the ceiling thinking please lord let them show up <laughs> that's and a big fear almost had, we almost get had there, 70 cars we get there and at seven o'clock there's no one in line oh wow and i'm thinking oh my god it shows at nine ten at ten o'clock yeah it, right. yeah at ten o'clock was cut off well by seven thirty, they was lined all the way around the stadium we wind up with 68 cars that we, that we judged. We had 72 or three, but and then the next year, and it's just been growing and growing. Last year we had 168, I think. 168. Because you was gone last year, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah, you I, was gone until graduation. My, my, do- yeah. my granddaughter's but, uh, high school graduation. Uh, but it's going to be at the Conway Expo Center. Every every shop's going to give away something. We're going to give away Ronald McDonald House is, is going to auction off a 65 inch TV. I think it is. It's either 65 or 70. I don't remember which one. And it's going to be a two dollar ticket. You you buy the tickets from Ronald McDonald House. All going, the money goes to Ronald penny. McDonald. Kenneth down at Pine Bluff at his shop. He has donated this TV. The two TVs we're going to give away, and we're going to give away one for everyone that signs up. You know, goes around all the boxes and signs up. We're going to draw. 25 names, I think, or 20 out of it, and it'll be a you know verse rotation. 
everybody put their driver's license in a bucket, and then you keep drawing until you get down to the yeah. last one. I'm uh, the one who brought that to the Yes, and, and that's a good idea. It's always fun. Plus, we're going to have, you know, uh, the winner of the, of the complete show gets a $1,000 shopping spree through Bumper to Bumper. Yeah, that's a good deal. Everybody get a trophy, you know, and all this stuff. That the first, second, and third place will get a trophy. Uh, we're going to have the Rat Rod Division again. Yep. My son's building another trophy for the Rat Rod. I have no idea what it's going to be, but he said that I'll take How much it. did that one weigh last year? It was about 40 pounds. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like a flywheel and some other it stuff. It was huh? a brake rotor, a camshaft, two timing chains, a piston, uh, push rod, uh, rock arm assembly, uh, whatever he went out back and got out of the scrap bin. Kind of like a, like a rat rod. Those are the best that's kind right, of trophies. Right. And, you know, I, I never had seen one, and one of, the, one of my customers, he, he's big into rat rod, he took his to Memphis, and he won. And he come over there, and he had bolted it to – he had old panel van that he turned into a rat, and he had it bolted to the floor in that panel van. And I looked at it, and I said, oh, don't move. Let me go get my phone. So I took me a picture of it, and I went and showed Russell. I said, we need one of these. So he's building another one. He'll, he'll have it done here in a couple of weeks. And Russell's but, a really talented guy. I'm going to spend a couple, of buck, a couple hundred bucks with Russell, have him drop brand-new headlights into my, my car, the big LEDs. So that you can really light up the highway. But, Dave's going to be high so beaming I, people. Well, so I can fight them, fight back. <laughs> I want to be able to fight but back. But it'll be June the 1st. Uh, if you show up the, to bring your car, the registration is going to start at 7 o'clock in the morning. We'll all be there. Register online. It's a lot easier. A whole lot we. easier. Uh, it's not up and working yet. I talked to Chris Monday. Okay. He said it will be up in about 10 days. He was, okay. he was trying to get it a little That's closer right. to it. Yeah. To, to give it, you know, about six weeks out to... Uh, Custom advertisement is going to do all the advertisement on the billboard this year. All right, for us. so let me ask Lance here something. <coughs> Lance, as a special incentive, the winner of our car show, overall winner, can they get a free put in for your car show? You know what, Dave? For you and for Duck, we can make that happen. How's that? Yeah, that would be really fun, actually. Wouldn't Ours, we going to show up last year over a day? It, yeah. yeah, something happened. I, I don't know what happened. It will not it. happen this year. We will be there. Well, I love car shows, man. They're great for all ages. Kids come. Families come. You get to see beautiful works of art. I mean, that's And that's we had really probably 4,000 people that walked through looking. And we're going to do a recreation of the car wash scene from Cool Hand Luke. Really? I mean... <laughs> And Russ will be washing I'm, the car. I'm going to give you my business card. Just give me a call and we'll discuss it. <laughs> All right. Duck, right. <laughs> thanks for coming today. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you on Saturday for the Car and Truck Doctors. We'll be back. Lance is here, so I can't promise. Lance, take good care of it's me. It's going to be fun. we got baseball coming, and I love me some baseball back in a moment. All right, final hour. Of the 92 General Assembly. And we're not talking politics. 92nd. Nin- what did I say? 92. Oh, well, 92nd. Uh, Same 1992 thing. was a long it's like time saying, ago. It's like saying uh, 2 Corinthians. All right, <laughs> anyway. Or whatever, whatever the guy said. That's the know. last time they get to hear that open. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I appreciate our the folks that did our... Uh, sponsorship this year sunstar insurance made it all happen uh here at the at the capitol uh i know that uh 
Zach is going to be happy that we don't have to be here anymore because so, he don't have to lug this stuff up to, up to set it up or what tear it down. He was extremely happy to be able to come out here and <laughs> hang out with you every day he, you of know, the week. What I did that really you know, was bad is that I, I, I infected him with politics. with politics. Now he's into it. He was here wanting to go set up and up and, and watch the, what was going down on the, the you know, house floor and listen to him argue. And so he thought it was pretty cool. Send him to CPAC next year. Yeah, he didn't see he didn't see any of the real big fights. We didn't have any big fights this year. I mean, we've had some big fights here before where they're yelling and screaming and cursing each other on the on the House and Senate floor. It's pretty. There's a, there a little bit crazy. of cursing on the Senate side. Yeah, it was in the Judiciary. In the Judiciary Committee. Yeah, yeah, that that did happen. I forgot we played some of that for yeah, you. Helen didn't. It was it was a family friendly playback, but <laughs> everybody got the idea. Alan didn't crack the whip in there? Didn't crack the whip on was, uh, Senator he, Flowers. He, Should Alan, have. Alan kept us cool. I he was, saw, he was uh, pretty uh, gentle. I saw the video. Senator yeah. Oh. But see, I've seen her do that on the well of the Senate, and it's really embarrassing. You know, she needs to be taken out and paddled or something. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that does it, but I'm just saying. Your, your your Old Testament biblical prophet yeah. over here would be glad. I, did, to I didn't even. Cane. Hey, I didn't. Cane. Cane. It wasn't even me that suggested it this time. <laughs> All right, Lance, how are you, bro? I'm doing great. It's good to Thank see you. Guys you. For having me. you got a new uh, new manager over at Dickie Stevens. Uh, tell us a little bit about him. What's his background? Where's he coming from? Blah blah well, blah blah. Mitch, um, so we've had lots of managers in the tenure of of the the ballpark and they change you know periodically this is our first year with his name's mitch canham and actually he's the youngest guy we've had that i can remember he's only 34 years old he used to be a catcher didn't he yeah which well and and the thing is by having a young guy like that i think we can see in our stats i mean we've already started out of the gate really well i mean it's he has he's not far from being a player himself yeah so he can relate to the guys and I think uh, I think it's going to result in some really good baseball. Now, how does somebody who puts on the tools of ignorance end up a new manager? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you have to have now, for, a passion for it. Should, I will tell you this. Sorry, do, do I do I need to explain to people what, what I say about the tools of ignorance? People probably don't know what I'm talking about. The catching gear. Those are that's called the tools of <laughs> ignorance for the ball player. You go ahead and say it to his face. I will. I'll ask him. I wish I was hoping he'd be here today. He's going to be like, uh, no, my name's Bob. I've never seen him before in my life. No idea who you're talking about. Anyway. But, no, he's, he's young and he's good. In fact, when the team came in, you know, normally when they first come in, their first day, they go to the hotel. They kind of have a check-in, a meeting. It's kind of a relaxed day. Set up their game system. Yeah, no, exactly. Plug in their Xboxes. But, no, this year, I mean, they got in. He had them in their gear. They were out on the field. Day one. Throwing the ball. Working out. Yeah. So. Getting stretched out. Yeah. Getting, getting down to do. baseball, which right. is what's happening so tomorrow. Modern modern baseball, they actually exercise a little more and get in better shape. Than uh, the year yeah. 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 Well, it's such a physical game, you know, and, and we've seen a lot of different physical guys come through. I mean, from the pinnacle, which would be Mike Trout, I would say he's probably one of the best baseball players in the, baseball the right highest now. paid ball yeah, player definitely ever he was a traveler in 2011 i mean and for a he cup of coffee physically was incredibly fast he had so much prowess he could just i mean 
speed was his thing. It was just amazing and great athleticism. But I've also seen other guys that had the same kind of Oh, he's got drive. But it just it's a mental thing, you know, and vice versa. I've seen guys who were not as big, not as fast, not as strong. They're still good. Oh, they make they go all the way up. I mean, Gene Segura was a really good example. I don't know if you guys remember. He's a former former now Seattle Mariner who's our affiliate. He was a traveler and went up to the uh, to the Angels. Anyway, Gene was not a huge guy, but he was he was like a flying squirrel. <laughs> I mean, he was a shortstop. Literally, he'd be like, squirrel! <laughs> he'd fly through the air. You're like, how is that even humanly possible? And he went in the major leagues, and he put some, on a lot of weight and bulked up. Some of these little guys can really move. But, yeah, that's the thing. So you really just have to have the skill. You have to have one thing. Hmm. You know, in, in basketball, you have to have a lot of things. In football, you got to be brute force. But in baseball, you just Pro- be good Professional sports are professional for a specific reason. Because there is a whole lot of money being paid to these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you sit on the bench, you ride the pine all the time, you're making mm-hmm. well over a million dollars. That's a lot of oh, yeah. That's a lot of greenbacks. Oh, well, so they want you to eat the right way. They want you to, to work out the right way. they got a whole program for everybody. a million dollars a year. I can exercise quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of these guys Going do. Going to the bottom I mean, of the pool does not count. <laughs> you actually hey, got to hey, work. Hey, you actually hey. got to work. Yeah. But, no, a lot of these guys, they're so I only drowned one time. They're getting a million bucks. You know, are more in some cases. Yeah. I mean, we've had several guys with over a million dollar signing bonus. Lance, you tell me this. You're close enough to the teams. You probably get to know a lot of the guys and stuff. People may not realize there are some players that are playing for a cup of coffee oh, that yeah. are out on the field, but there's other guys that have been signed to some big, big contracts. Might be, you know, signing bonus may have been a couple million dollars, upfront money. Yeah, they ain't living like the normal double A ball player. How do right. how do those guys get along? In the locker room, everybody's the same. Like once you put on your uniform and you get on the field, it's always about the results, and that's kind of great. It's about ball, it's a level playing field. Okay. So that guy who you're talking about, and I can give you a dozen different examples of guys who got over a million bucks, and they went and bought fancy trucks. You know, the giant jacked up. Raptors or what you know what I'm talking about, I right? Yeah. And and they had huge signing bonuses, and some of them barely got to the majors, if that. Some of them went on and didn't became, even sniff it. Didn't yeah, get close yeah, enough exactly, to sniff it. Exactly, but it's because when you walk out on the field, if you're in the mindset, if you're ready to play, that guy who's playing for peanuts, quite literally, sometimes. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got the same van. He has the same shot at that moment. After the national anthem plays and we say play ball, it's all about results. Right on, just you like know, life. You gotta, you gotta. Don't tell millennials that. They'll life start lessons. Cr- they'll start. Elsewhere. They'll start crying. <laughs> you start telling there's results in hey, life. I, I'm, I'm a millennial. You know that, right? Now, yeah, well, you're, you're on the edge of the millennials. <laughs> I am. You're I, almost I, out. I right? am on the edge. Yeah, you're on. <laughs> right. So you don't count. You're an aberration. <laughs> all right. So opening day is tomorrow. What time does the the field open? Who are we playing? Gates open Run at 6, 10, game at 7. Weather's going to be beautiful. Yeah. We're playing the Drillers for a couple games in a row. In fact, Tulsa. Thurs- th- yeah, Tulsa Drillers, they're our arch enemy. We boo, hiss. What? Uh, Dodgers. 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 Oh, yeah. okay. St. Louis Thanks playing the Dodgers. Remember that. Russ is on my back over here. You know, Russ yeah. was our PA guy. He's not going to do it this year. It makes me really sad. He's been doing You're eight years. Yeah. You're not going to have the 
Hey, Travelers fans. That's my Russ right there. Good afternoon, sports fans. It's a beautiful day in North Little Rock. That's it. That's it. Oh, I got chills right there. That's that's how you start off a season right there. Well, no, we... Um, that and then Friday is our first Copa de la Diversion game. Did you guys hear about this? We're going to become the Diamantes de Arkansas. No. What? A bunch of puzzled faces. Okay, so you can Google this later. But MILB has come up it. with a diversity initiative called Copa de la Diversion. In 2018, there was 33 teams. We got 33 more this year. And basically, it's a it's a way to reach out to the Hispanic community by having some cultural activities and rebranding the team. We're basically going to transform from the travelers into the diamantes which is diamond you know obviously diamond state right Arkansas. there's a fun little story that goes with it and we're gonna have new uniforms new concessions new music there's going to be a lot of fan elements we've got a mariachi band that's going to be playing we're going to have uh, a lot of fun engaging stuff and well we- and that's important just because it used to be you know baseball was a bunch of white guys playing. Mm-hmm. And now and then we had the, the color barrier broke with Jackie Robinson, and we had African-Americans come in. But uh, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and, and some of those great countries have really changed the game. Absolutely. In fact, when I started with the Travs over a decade ago, they proliferated the minor leagues, and they just could, there was a ceiling, you know, because of their size. But it, that is not the case anymore. I mean, you can see in the rosters – there is a lot of good. Mr. Altuve. I mean, I mean yeah, come on. Name, just to name drop one. I mean, you could name dozens. But, sure. But it's a good opportunity. Javier Baez. Fireworks on Friday night. <laughs> fireworks. Yeah, Friday that's night. always a big deal. Uh-huh. Then All, Saturday, your guys' fireworks Sunday. are bigger than most ballparks' fireworks. Thank you for saying that. We I mean, seriously, really you guys put some money behind it. We do. It's expensive. In fact, that is one of our, like, when we find sponsors, that is... Uh, I mean, Lakewood Village Shopping Park, Yeah. You know, not Lakewood Village Shopping Center, it's Lakewood Village Shopping Park. Okay. They're the ones that have sponsored it on Friday night, and it is a ton of money, but it is worth it. I mean, we have people walking out of there that go see shows at Disney that are like, good job, guys, good job. Yeah. And so, then we have Pyro in the Park, which is that's five awesome. times that. That's always awesome. So, have you, we, you know, a lot of people don't realize that fireworks displays there's not guys out there lighting fuses for the most part all right it's done electronically mm-hmm. and i was lucky enough fireworks on the prairie in indianapolis to get to sit with those guys and they got a thing it looks almost like a piano and they they play the the fireworks <laughs> and they let me do some of that mistake but they let me do some of that <laughs> have you got a shot to yeah. go out and shoot some of the stuff exactly well we did a facebook live video last year when we were prepping for pyro in the park which was a massive huge and i actually loaded a couple shells live on facebook i was like if these if any mess up you know which ones it was yeah. the ones that i loaded if i disappear exactly right <laughs> exactly <laughs> well we have choreographed with music lights yeah. prime accord wow. There's Stuff a lot the that goes house. into that oh, it's stuff. Nuts. It's, it's nuts. It's really, it's really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a funny story to that. That was they were playing the 1812 overture, and you know they fired the howitzers, and they they had a whole bank of howitzers out there, and and so I'm I'm, I'm shooting these fireworks off with this guy next to me. He's saying that push push push. And I'm doing it when he tells me to, and my daughter who was uh, four years old at the time was out 
in front with my wife watching the fireworks and the cannons are going off. The fireworks are 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 going off, and she turned around and looked at uh, my my wife and said, "Daddy's doing really good." <laughs> <laughs> It was. And that's one of those things. As a father, you carry with your brother. I mean, you just you just carry. But people don't realize it's dangerous. Oh yeah. And uh, and and sitting on that end, you know, when you're out in the crowd, and you hear that, and it's firing up. That's really loud when you're it's back close. there with them, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's close, and you're watching it go straight up. Well, we're a lot. This is a long way from like getting some bottle rockets and some yeah, Roman candles right. in your cul-de-sac. Cherry like, bombs. Sh- yeah, it's not exactly like that. It's a little mm-hmm. more advanced, and that's going to be Friday after the game. The game's at seven. Fireworks are after it. It is going. It's beautiful weather. I mean, it's like sixty-six high, no zero percent chance of rain. Yeah, it looks games good. Saturday, Sunday. Sunday's Operation Military Appreciation. Every Sunday we honor our military. We've worked out a new deal with GovX, who you can get veterans and active military tickets. Cool. Monday's Dog Day. Bring your dog. Bring your dog. Every single Monday now. So we've had such a good response from the canine community. Like dog, we've gotten letters from so many dogs. I mean. All kinds, big dogs, little dogs. No one's laughing. Okay. Anyway, yeah, like Monday is dogs day. dog of all right here. <laughs> Tuesday, 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 baseball bingo and free train rides. So if you have a kid, like Tuesday's the day to come. Wednesday's college night, $3 college ID, dollar hot dogs. I'm going to buy my tickets for 420 Saturday. For the Razorback game? Yes. You haven't bought your tickets yet? I haven't. You know, you have probably no good. tickets There's left. No t- Sorry, no Dave. It's sold out, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to pull some Dave Ellswick strings here. Yeah, to okay. Like, like, Who are they do playing? Do I know a guy? Um, think Memphis? Memphis? Don't quote me on that. I actually don't know who the Hogs are playing. I know because we couldn't do this just because of lawyers. All right. But wouldn't it be great if we could have the Hogs come in and play the Travs? Oh, that would be up for epic. one game. I mean, that would be up. Be be, well, you they'd be remember, hanging off the rafters. It, it's a big step from college to pro. Oh yes, you go wood bat. You go a lot of more rules. Mm-hmm. Although college now has like they have the pitch clock, they have some yeah, of the, yeah. the same rules. So it's not well, as make bad. the Travs go back then. Yeah. Make the traps bat what like left-handed? No, with aluminum bats. Oh, oh, that would be let, interesting. Yeah, game. let the. Uh, yeah, yeah let travelers let, go. Ding, ding, it's all you do. Oh my god, <laughs> it'd be home run city every time. <laughs> Whoever hits the most home runs wins a million dollars. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Mm. That's what's going to happen in the uh, the All Star game this year. So a million old. bucks for the so this home run like derby. Dumb, may sound like a dumb question. I don't know very much about baseball, but is, does an aluminum bat? Are you American? Yeah, aluminum bat Barely. makes it go way further. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah, wood is softer, and it's okay. more of a that crack of the bat though. You well, can oh, only great get sound. that in pro sports. Yeah, it's great sound. We're gonna come back talk Lance more. I'm gonna run over some of the stuff that we're talking about more than once so that you don't forget it because there really is a reason to be out during the opening week of baseball at Dickie Stevens Field. We'll come back, talk more. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Back in, give us about three minutes. You know, Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts, hand picks, well-maintained, total-loss cars, trucks, SUVs, and vans, so they can ensure that you get quality parts for your vehicle, and all of those parts are tested. They're made sure that they're going to run the way they're supposed to run and, and act the way they're supposed to act when they're put into your 
uh, car. They'll de- deliver those parts to the shop that you do business with. If uh, you don't have a shop you do business with and you need somebody to do the labor, Sonny's Auto Salvage will take care of the labor for you as well. You call R.D. or any of his uh, professionals over there, they'll help you. Every part is guaranteed, comes with a standard warranty. They offer one, two, and three-year warranties on all their parts. At Sonny's Auto Salvage, I use them. I've got two motors in a couple of my cars. i got transmissions in some of my cars, and all of those parts have worked just like precision parts that they are. 982-7451 is the number. That's 982-7451. Lance is here from the Travelers, and let's, uh, let's cover what's happening tomorrow again and again on Friday. Big, two big opening days. That's right. Well, Talk about it. But what about the, these churros? Oh, <laughs> I knew I could get you with the food, delicious bud. appetite. I'm just telling you, food is a big part of going to a ball game. Well, exactly. I mean, when you go to a carnival, what do you think of? Food. When you come to a traveler's game, what do you think of? Bologna sandwiches. Fried bologna. <laughs> you, oh, I've, got, I've converted Dave. So no, our you bacon didn't convert me. I grew up with grew fried up bologna, well, baby. Okay, maybe I've just hooked him on and then like a, like a bologna dealer. I always dealer. have one. We got what you need, Dave. I love that place. We got <laughs> you the deal. Yeah. It's fried. It's Lance, crispy. Lance, it's the pusher man. Yeah, Oh, that's my God. Good. Well, I push him every game. Every game. They're I'm over good. The bacon, 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 bacon. Stay tuned. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, they're well, really the good. The difference in a fried bologna sandwich is how thick the bologna is. Yeah. Yes. When you get and you got, we can all agree here. The little red peel off around yes. that was wussy. Yeah, that was not worth it. That's not worth your sandwich. Oscar Mayer bologna. No, no. Uh, you, you, want jean, you want the two. Two pound a loaf. Thick. That's you it. You want a cheese cutter to cut it as thick as your thumb. Put it on Texas toast. Arkansas but tomatoes. Here's the key. Yeah, you must make three incisions on that piece of. Mm-hmm. Uh, bologna so it doesn't roll up no see that's the thing dave on it when it's this thick yeah it doesn't it roll, roll what, what's it gonna roll up to that's like arnold flexing his biceps <laughs> like nothing's listen to me now believe me i later. just know this i'm I, here to bologna you are i don't want to get any letters or emails but i put mayo on mine and i put mustard on mine and i put Pickles on. I love bologna yeah. sandwiches. I put pickles on mine. That's a new thing I started doing. I it's used to good. Just mustard, but it's good. Well, you can always get a cup of bacon at the bacon station. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. Listen, a cup full of bacon, crispy, delicious bacon, goes great with baseball. That's like beer, baseball, America. Beer, baseball, and bacon. Doesn't Bacon. have the same as Chevrolet. Doesn't have the same. <laughs> All right, we're going to take apple pie and Chevrolet. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Lance more. Uh, it is opening uh, week of the Travs. Okay. Back with you at the state capitol, third floor, house side. No House members are here. They've all gone home. The session is over. The senators went home. But that doesn't mean they will stop working. They'll be having interim committee meetings and all kinds of stuff now for the next two years. And don't forget that uh, in November, the people who are running uh, maybe have been House members and want to be senators and stuff, they'll be saying what they want to do, and they got to pay their money to run. This year it's in November because primary for next year is in March. That's early because it's a presidential year. And uh, in August, uh, Russ and I should be in North Carolina. Wow. For the RNC. 
been there the last two. So maybe we'll be make it three in a row. That would be fun. Lance is here with us from over at the uh, the Travelers. I don't know about everybody else. I love baseball. I like any kind. I go I go out and watch little leaguers play because I just love baseball. It's, it's American fun. sport. Yeah. People get kids get excited when they play ball and hitting a ball with a bat in Major League Baseball is the hardest thing to do in professional sports. They've actually proven that it is actually physically impossible to actually see the ball and react in the right amount of time. So it's all muscle mass. It takes 0.096 of a millisecond for your brain to react, and the ball's coming in like 0.7. It's all hand-eye coordination, brother. Yeah, It really is, and it's from doing it over and over and over and over and over again. And it's not practice makes perfect. Man, my dad taught me that from a long, uh, early Perfect practice yeah. makes perfect. Right. That's you got to do it right saying. and then do it over and, and over, over and over again. again. Yeah. Exactly. It's just the way the game is. So I, I love watching it. I like the, the chess match feel of baseball. It's, just a, it's a great ball. It's a great, great game. So you guys that like to just play and play baseball on video games what's wrong with you <laughs> right well i mean I can seriously get that. i'm not a video gamer at all i'm not since my days of halo but i can tell you <laughs> then he got married and had a kid yeah, yeah, yeah you can. you're like my wife's like no but no seriously <laughs> video games give you that same kind of interaction like baseball does i mean most people when they come to a baseball game and you, everyone can think back to the last baseball game you went to, whether it was Trav's or some major league game. You don't remember the starting pitcher. Maybe you do. Do you remember how many strikes he threw? Do you remember the little details about that less than what did you have to eat? What did you have to drink? Did you get a souvenir? Did you catch a foul ball? I mean, how cool is it to catch a foul ball? And take that home as a souvenir. It's always a big deal. Meet the mascots. Have you guys met Ace and Odie? Yes, I got Ace my picture with him. I got uh, Paul's looking at me like I'm crazy. I got I'm Ace's. Like, I got oh, Ace's yeah. bobblehead in my. No, I got Odie's bobblehead. Odie's bobblehead. You yeah. got to realize I'm not a sports guy. Right. I'm just not a sports he's guy. He's not so American. I, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm he's a, a Soviet I'm a politics See, guy and a business guy. Here's but. why the Travs is perfect for you, Paul. Okay. Here's my sales pitch yeah. because. People come to have a good time. People come to have the carnival atmosphere, the smell of the cotton candy and the funnel yeah, cakes and the corn dogs, the 18-plus beers that we have <laughs> at the ballpark, a lot of local craft beers, to enjoy time with your friends. I mean, a lot of politicians like to do golf, right? Why is that? Because you're quiet, you're alone, you it's get to talk you, you to this person one-on-one. Well, baseball Try to game do offers business. you a better because one, you're not trapped on a golf course for five hours, right? Because <laughs> you know you don't want to be with that person that long. Plus, it allows you a lot of different it's sensory. It's probably cheaper than golf, too. Way cheaper than golf. You get awesome food. You don't have to physically move, which, you know, for a guy who's a little bit chubby like myself, I don't need to be sweating out on the golf course anyway. So, ideally, politicians should come to the ballpark and negotiate bills and legislative. In fact, how much more fun if the 93rd Assembly was at the ballpark? In two was years. at the ballpark mm. during a baseball game. Maybe they wouldn't do as much damage to us. Cracker Jacks, yeah, Peanuts. We, could, we have bounce houses, so when they get a little out of whack and they're crazy from a legislature, they can go to the bounce house or ride on the trackless train, eat a churro, mm-hmm. churro. That's new this year, by the way. Yeah, that? I'm going to talk so, about something else that's new this year that I was really excited about. What, what is it? No, 
We got Shotgun Dan Pizza at the oh, ballpark. Oh, yes, yes. Dude, that's awesome pizza. Are you, you're a Shotgun Dan I man. like Shotgun Dan They are pizza. amazing. The golden nuggets that yeah. they have. Okay, so what we're going to do at the ballpark, we're doing cheese and pepperoni, but this is legit Shotgun Dan. And they spent... The, the guys, the cooks, the chefs, yeah. I mean, they were so serious about the quality of the pizza that Josh and John and the they came in and they cooked over a dozen pizzas, which worked out great for me because I got to eat them all. <laughs> but they cooked a ton of pizzas, dialing it in, getting it perfect, making sure that the dough was, you know, that they could replicate the same quality you get at shotgun well, co- you know part. they've got these new pizza ovens now no ours is old school uh, is it old school no, it's old school yeah. okay is it a brick oven one no it's a gas oh, okay oven, but well, they run it through on school. a chain and yeah they knew when 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 we were all getting everything set we were like they were like mucabella is that the italian for <laughs> so standing there and smelling pizza and hearing the crack of the bat that's yeah. pretty close to heaven as far as well, I'm concerned. So not only Shotgun Dan's, we got the churros. On um, Diamante's nights, like this Friday, we're going to have street yeah. tacos also. Ooh. Which, you know, that's a little like corn tortilla with the little, you guys know what I'm talking they about. They lay flat. If you're yeah. super trendy. They, they lay the, flat, the tacos yes, that lay ex- flat. The huh? tacos. <laughs> Thank you, Paul's like, you know, the ones they give you on a paper that runs everywhere. Right. It's like messy. It's but like they're a, like, walk like a, around. Like, it. That's like what I'm salad. having at my house tonight. Or yeah. it's taco it's like a, night tonight. Oh, that was it's like a meat and night, cheese right. salad on top of a tortilla shell. Exactly, exactly. A soft so, tortilla shell. So, yes, there, that'll be one of the delicioso additions to Diamante's Nights. Plus, in addition to that, we've got new beers coming in. We've got new stuff. And then the classics, like fried bologna sandwiches and mm. fried Oreos. Yeah. Funnel cakes. Oh, you got to get a funnel dogs. Cake. See, you can really just make a pig you can of do yourself. Do a lot of damage to yourself. Do you have yeah. fried ice cream too? We don't have. We have ice cream. Not fried. We ice don't cream. have fried ice cream. We have fried Oreos fried right Oreos. across from yes. ice cream. So you can have fried Oreos with your ice cream. You can That's get ice correct. Cream. And we have the dipped, you know, the hand dipped ice cream. The big buckets cream. of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. They scoop it out. Pops. I mean, I could literally sit here and talk about how delicious it is. But it is. We even have stuff that for like non-baseball fans, we have a museum. They're, you know, the Travelers are the third oldest team in the professional baseball world to never have changed their name. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's from... Have they always been in Arkansas? Always been in Arkansas. The first team named after a state was the Arkansas Travelers. 1901 is when they started playing baseball professionally in Little Rock under the name Travelers. Wow. Oh, wow. 1901. And years. you get to go to the ballpark and be entertained by Lance as well. (laughs) I'm just telling you, he's really entertaining. My favorite thing... Is the the one where they take the baseball bat and the put busy the bat race. Yeah. Eat more chicken. Yeah. Well, that proves my point. People come to be entertained. Paul, when you come, you're not going to watch baseball. And you know what? We've put up a net, a very fine Nadima net, a couple years ago, and it is amazing. And so you don't have to worry people. about a ball hitting well, you. Well, we can't know, keep you off your phone, right? Mm. And it was better so to. So it doesn't put keep it the mosquitoes out. It doesn't does keep it? the mosquitoes out. It keeps you safe. <laughs> it keeps so the that balls you can tweet out. Okay. And Twitter behind so the I don't net. Get my and head you're, smashed in. By. You're okay. But the beer garden is the spot. That's where all the cool young hipsters hang out. Like if you're cool, you're in the beer garden. Yeah. And, and you don't have to be drinking beer. You just yeah. hang out there. That's where all the women are. Just telling. Okay. <laughs> Dave's schooling you. Dave, 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 needs to find, Dave, Dave, Dave needs to find me a wife. The beer garden has changed. Yeah. How's beer it garden, changed? Where did, the, where did the beer garden used to be, Lance? What, you mean at the Ray Winder days? Ray Winder days. Oh. It's on the, left, uh, the third base side. Yep. Right. Now yeah, it's, it's on, on the, the first, first base, base side. Yeah. yeah. And we've actually named it Hookslide Corner. 
after oh, really? Hook Slide. Hook slide. Here. You guys probably remember from yeah. the Ray Winder days. Cool. And it is a legit when it's a nice weather, like it's going to be tomorrow and Friday. It's a good place to hang out. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Cheap beer. Watch for fan foul balls. What? Yeah, and that's the cool <laughs> spot because you can catch them over there. That's yeah. the GA area with, like, beer tables. And there is no tent. Yeah. No, over here. There's no oh, screening there's no around screen you. Yeah, there's that nothing part, you like can that. catch a foul ball. You can yeah. meet players. Literally catch a foul ball. Mm. And, yeah, you be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to be paying attention. Look out well, what? Don't look up. Once you're that far down the foul line, it's not traveling too bad. It's, yeah. it's good. In fact, that's part of the beer garden fun. It's like that's why you hang out down there. A lot of people bring gloves because they'll still mm. pop up over the right. net, pop up off the screen. I mean, you can still get, you know, that's part of the excitement. And when he goes up on the roof but doesn't make it over the roof and slides back, back down and drop oh, oh, in every where Every kid at. in the place is just wait, holding their breath. <gasps> is it coming? Yeah. Is it coming? <laughs> yeah. Is it coming? It's yeah. good. And our organist, you know, we have a live organist. Um, Trey? That misses a lot oh, in wow. baseball. Yeah, they, Trey Tremble, he's our and they play the, the Ivories. And play the tunes. Oh, oh yeah. All the, all the baseball classics that you know, he did, did, did you know, all that stuff. Well, you, know that, you know that I'm a Cub fan, and I'm not a Sox fan. And, I mean, I didn't want to go see the Sox anyway, but one of the things that was nice about White Sox Park, when it was just White Sox Park, Comiskey, is that you had Miss Nancy there who played the, the big world at Sir Oregon there. And then they fired her, you know, because people don't want to listen to the organ, which they were wrong about because so people, wrong. that's one of the biggest bitches that they have now. I I don't go at all now because I went to hear her do her thing, you know, and she she was leading everybody on you. She'd play this stuff, you know. Well, it's the I mean, little he things. He does the same like thing. When a, when a foul ball, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can only do that live at a keyboard. That's correct. You know, like those little interactive things. And I mean, Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Dun, and you dun, can only dun. do that. We have it pre recorded, too. And yeah. for, to that effect, we have little, you know, with all this technology, you know, in the radio, but, but it's yeah. not as good as live. You got click effects yeah. and all this. Sure. But no, having a live guy, having Trey watching the ball roll down the screen. And he's, and he's doing his live sound, yeah. sound effects. And that where is else can you go and hear Ozzy and Crazy Train? Exactly. <laughs> Bases loaded. Bases <laughs> all aboard. Ha, 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 ha. I mean, well, there's so many classic Travs things that you just think of, stuff. like the foul balls. And, of course, we're going to miss Russ. I'm going to miss his voice up there. Yeah, we have was, a good answer He was iconic, man. Yeah, he was iconic, man. Yeah. You're like he a legend, bro. Yeah. Well, he has a really good voice for uh, for announcing. Yes, he does. It's Travelers Baseball. You're really good at that. That's, that's my Russ voice. Now batting for your Arkansas See, Travelers. That's really there close. That's there so close. You don't, well, and I don't you know, know if you funny. know that. I literally was just asking Russ how to pronounce some of our returning players' names. Right. I was like, wait, is that that's Max Posey? P-O-V-S-E. Pro- it's Posey. It's Max but, Posey. But the okay. V is silent. V's silent. Anyway, I was oh. trying to think of players that you guys need to watch. Not Povzy. Povzy. Povzy? <laughs> no, actually, Pov-Z. that makes sense. But no, it's yeah. pronounced Posey. Okay. But we do have uh, Ricardo Sanchez. He's a guy from Venezuela. He's on the 40-man roster. He's an amazing pitcher. He probably will Left be, or right? Uh, actually, I don't know. That's probably a good question. I've only seen him pitch. If he's a lefty? Left, uh, yeah, he's a lefty. Oh, he's got yeah. a really good shot at making lefty. the majors then. Yeah. Well, he's amazing. Um, and then we've got Max Posey. We've got some other guys coming back from last year um, that are really good pitchers. We've got Joseph Odom, which he won the home run championship for the Texas League last year. Oh, cool. Coolest dude you will ever meet. Like, 
he's someone you, his mom and his brother comes to a lot of their games and, you know, we'll see his mom in the stands and there's her son playing Is he from catcher. Arkansas. No, no, of course he's not. not, but he's, he's from up North from the Boston area. Oh, his mother cool. talks like this. She's like, Hey guys, we're here to yeah. see, to see Joseph, but he's awesome dude. I love her. And then, um, Eric Falia, we had, um, Fraley. Oh, Kyle Lewis. That's right. Kyle Lewis. He was like one of their, our, our number one prospects. In fact, we had him last year and we expected him to be like run up the chain really quickly, but he had a little injury issue, which kind of held him back, but he's supposedly healthy this year and cool. be crushing it. So that's really cool. I mean, it's your hot list for the travelers. Look, and you know what else helps? When your when your sponsoring club is doing well, and Seattle is doing well, everybody thought rebuilding your. Uh, wait a second, yeah. have you looked at the standings lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're playing well. Well, we've we've had a really great relationship with Seattle. In fact, one of the things that the Seattle Mariners do that a lot of major league clubs don't is they have a player development coach, and they really invest heavily in the guys not just in a professional baseball what's on the field but in what they do in their private life i mean they actually ask them to volunteer we take the guys to arkansas children's hospital and do volunteer work with salvation army and we've done dozens and dozens of different very cool have them read to kids oh i've got pictures of mariners (laughs) prospects in sam i am hats reading like little kids (laughs) you know very cool but that's part of it when you're a professional athlete it's more than just what's on the field and then you never know, somebody might get dinged up up at the majors, and All they the got it. They're 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 rehabbing, and they come back. May, typically, it's pitchers. Yeah, they're coming down, and they want to make sure they're a hundred percent. They might come into Double A and and start a couple of games. Well, and that's what makes the baseball so intense because every game is an audition for these guys. Yeah, I mean they're they're professional athletes. They're paid some of them over a million dollars, but. They're trying to get up. That's their goal, right? Well, you so, want to be in the show. Yeah, yeah. So every day you can just see it. I mean, making diving catches, making hard hits, making those plays. It's really intense, especially this part of the season. It's going to be great baseball this how many? How many games to a season? 70 home games, 140 total. Okay. One of the new teams in the Texas League this year. So the San Antonio Missions are gone. We now have, yeah, no missions. Wow. They became a AAA team. We now have the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Sod Poodles. What? Sod Poodles is the name, which is Sod Poodles, <laughs> a nickname for a prairie dog. Oh, right? I had no idea. And their I, character, I'll, it's a, it's where amazing. Where are they from? It, the Amarillo, 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 Texas, and oh it's a little God. sod poodle with like a cowboy hat on and cowboy <laughs> boots. And doesn't look anything like Margaret Cho from the uh, Masked Singer. That's sod poodles. And the Amarillo sod poodles this year. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. That is and a then crazy um, name. we, you know, we start off with the Drillers, but we play the Cardinals. This is big Cardinal country. Oh yeah. I mean, you if you're a Cardinal fan a major league cardinals fan you should come see the cardinals play the Travs. those guys are going to be playing for the cardinals that year or soon i mean yeah, you know bummer is that you don't have anybody from the cubs i know i wish you did we, we would have you out there all the time you which you would you would have, yeah, so i gotta David go to, showing up i gotta go to memphis when they come in yeah. when iowa comes in to, to see what's going on in triple a all right let's take a quick break lance is here then i'm going to give you you got you heard him talking about Thursday, tomorrow, and Friday. There's a lot of stuff that he talked about. You don't remember half of it. We're going to come back. I'm going to have him repeat it all for you, time of the games and all of that when we return. Don't forget, 
about uh, Dwayne Smith's insurance agency. It's an all-state uh, agency. That means that they have, uh, you know, the bad guy, the really bad guy under control there. He can help you out. Take your insurance into them, 501, Mr. Mayhem is who I'm talking about, 501-819-0373. Call and uh, ask if you can come by, bring your insurance, your house insurance, car insurance, motorcycle, and let them compare what you have with what you need and what they offer at uh, you know, Dwayne Smith's Insurance Agency, 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. We've got another few minutes left to talk baseball when we come back. Got 555 uh, here on the show. That means I want to turn it over to uh, Lance, and he can do this because this is what he's good at and tell you what's coming up on Thursday and Friday. Maybe he can get even Sunday, and we'll see what happens. It's yours. Hey, Travelers fans, (laughs) join us at Dickie Stevens Ballpark tomorrow for opening day. Game time is 710 at the beautiful Dickie Stevens Ballpark in North Little Rock. Join us for funnel cakes, corn dogs, fried bologna sandwiches, the Dave Ellswick special, and more. We're giving away magnets on Thursday. We're having a fireworks show and magnets on Friday. Saturday is a calendar giveaway where the first 1,500 fans get a wall calendar courtesy of... Someone I forgot. And oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be in trouble for that one. I'm going to be in trouble for that one. Then what, Sunday is Operation Military Appreciation. Monday is our first Pup Monday by Moik's RV. So that's going to be really cool. Moik's Monday, bring your dog. You get a $3 ticket. Your dog gets in free. Tuesday is Zoo's Day Tuesday where Little Rock Zoo brings out zoo animals. We've also got Baseball Bingo brought to you by Arkansas 529 College Savings Plan and free train rides. We've also got Dollar Hot Dogs on Wednesday and College Night. $3 with your college ID. Plus, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday is theme nights. Join us for great theme nights like NASA night, Star Wars night, superhero night, Halloween, and Christmas in July. Plus, Friday and Saturday, join us for our spectaculars of fireworks, giveaways, and all amazing stuff you can find at Travs.com. And don't forget, 417 next Wednesday, 11 a.m. start. That's right. Oh, Very yeah. cool. Kids Day game. It's yeah. Crazy. Very cool, man. How did I forget Screaming that? Screaming Kids Day already? We have 8,000 wow. kids. First 2,000 wow. get, that get Thundersticks. Oh, that's great. 2,000 Thundersticks, 8,000 kids. <laughs> hey, if you want to have lunch next Wednesday, the next two Wednesdays, the 17th or the 24th, we have an 11 o'clock game. Come eat a good old ballpark hot dog for lunch day. That sounds good. I probably do shotgun dance. <laughs> I'm thinking of shotgun dance. Get a lunch, slice of shotgun. Here you Ooh, go. yummy. Then you go. maybe grab a funnel cake. And on the days that I don't want to have a beer, I have one of those big old lemonades. Oh, Linda's lemonade. Yeah, good stuff. So good. You can tell I've been there I'm quite often. Now. I like it. I You're like fan. baseball. That's my big thing. I love baseball. They still got the salads down there on the third base. What? Did you say salad? That yes. is a four-letter word. We do not have. Yeah, we, we have it's salads. Fine. We have salads at the at the Fielder's Choice. You can, yeah. if you're so inclined, but you can put cheese, chicken, and fajita meat on it. How about we'll that? We'll see. And bacon. There you chicken go. fajita. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask Lance one more question. Lance, opening day, Major League Baseball. What do I always play on my show? Historically, I played it on the. On that day, every Major League Baseball season. Do I have a phone a friend available? No, I don't have that. I, I don't. Is it? He'd call me. Yeah. I'd call Russ, exactly. Russ knows who, what it was.
So you're my friend. What is it? <laughs> no. I always play Who's, who's on, on First. first. Oh, Abbott Costello. Oh, and I'll uh, see you only get that on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Classic. What a Just great like piece. Dave. It is a, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm going to be embalmed next week. Anyway, it's the Dave Ellswick Show. Lance, thanks so much. we got to set up to get the, the coach to come on and see if we can't get something up where he comes on uh, monthly or something. Yeah, we'll do. talk about what's going on with Travis Baseball. We're out of time. I'll be back with you again tomorrow, 2 o'clock, back in the uh, studio. J.R. Davis, the governor spokesman, will start it off with us. Paul, thank you for yes, being uh, so willing to be part of the show during this whole session. I appreciate it's, it's you a lot. All right, break. See you tomorrow, too. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.